The Tape Never Lies Network. Starts now. Let's just bring on the two Creightons, Shane, the smartest <laughs> man once. He's a pool jumper. He's a pool jumper, Claude. <laughs> like my face is melting. Oh. Claudio's back. 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 I don't know why. It must be a delay on your end. That there is, me. man. I wait. I wait until I see myself. I waited a couple seconds, but what are you going to do? Don't We're see here. yourself. It should be just... Cool. I have to put him in the... In the production studio with Sheree because she's Sheree's on point with it all the time. Listen, Sheree, Sheree, I guess you know I'm bad about Sheree. She does the intro better. She does the the what when we have the manscape things. I love better. Yeah, those balls better than me. So yeah, it's the deep ball. As long as Sheree's happy, I'm happy. Thomas Jones is happy that Cherie is happy. Yeah, Cherie is back. Ivan Vargas is back. Claudio's back. Bratcher and Jackal still on honeymoon in Cancun. Yeah, missing in action. Missing in action. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I know, George. We know. Finally, you've taken a back seat. We didn't see George, nor did we see Ted Phillips during the draft. And by golly, oh, golly you know how many dude, times I when they finally showed the footage of the war room, I rewound it and paused it, and I'm going person by person. I'm like, please, please, Ted, don't be in there, please. I mean, it's that would have been a bad look. I mean, I I can't imagine on you know Ryan Pohl's first first round draft pick ever Kevin Warren's first draft with the bears that you would ever have Ted Phillips in there, but the bears have been known to do <laughs> dumber and crazier things than that. So we shouldn't be surprised by, by any of it, but uh, yeah, ding dong. Ted's not really dead, but he's out of the fucking picture. Ted got kicked upstairs to old Michael. McCaskey's chair. <laughs> yeah, he's never... he's the youngest guy on the board by about sixty years, and Ted's Ted's up there pretty good. That says a How lot. Old is he? Seventy something. Ted, I don't know. I would say yeah, mid to late sixties, probably. Can we get a a check on age of this? Honestly, I've never ever and like maybe Ted Phillips. 
outside of Chicago Bears football is a nice guy. Like I want to see both sides. Well, but his role, you know, that that's horrible. Right, exactly. Like he, that, I'm trying to think of an, an analogy. It's like that family member you know is going to fuck up Christmas dinner, no matter what. You know what it's like? It's That's like expecting it's like expecting Jeffrey and Marcus Jordan to dominate at basketball because their dad was good at it. You know what I mean? It's it doesn't work that way. Just because you're around him doesn't mean that you are him. And I mean Ted, I thank you Andrew. for the amount of years that he was in there. And even with George, George being around it even more, it's just you would think just by sheer luck and happenstance that something would fall into your brain. And it's, I mean, they've been, they're the ship heading towards the iceberg and saying, we better look out for that. And they just maintain course. You know, Ted is that kid at the carnival that keeps putting money down on the fucking ring toss. Like it's going to happen this time. Yeah. He, he just had zero chance. I need that drop in my life, the no chance, Janice. Because his energy just sucked the life out of a room. Trust me, just being around it. So welcome, Manuel. Manny. Yes. Watching it for the first time live. That little baby. Welcome to the family. Yeah. Welcome sorry, Claudio family. had to fuck up your first live experience, but that's how it happens. Manny. Many faces. I never knew the name Creighton in my fucking life. And all they do is create and drama. Multiply in the chat. In the chat. It's oh, it's all. We got five two. Now. It's all there's five now, actually. Oh, I like the Creightons. I didn't know there was two of them. Now we have two Creightons. Oh, Your like, name is like Creighton. We need another Creighton. There's a city Creighton, right? Creighton something? I don't know. You'd have to look that up. There's a possibility there's a city named claudio too no definitely yeah. not yeah there is it's gotta be there's a city named fuck so i'm sure I'm claudio sure. have a beavis and butthead yeah, mug. i do he does look at, the, look at the eagle eye right there there it is there that's it is. the cratons right there is that it's the cratons is that something that you found in your something you found in your travels According yes, to yeah, I love bees and butter. According to Google, there are five yeah. cities named Claudio. See, there we go. Ivan, you just made my. <laughs> life I told you. Are you kidding me? It's crazy. Not in America, Ivan. There's yes, one in America. And none of them are none of them are close to Wallingford, Connecticut, coach. <laughs> Listen. Oh, they have to be in America. I, I didn't hear no, the. I don't know. I was wondering, know. is there one in America? Claudio would like to visit it. That's why I should be the fucking mayor. My voice isn't all the way back. It's like explain sad. to him the logistics of tonight. The the game plan for tonight. The game gonna plan happen. is going to be the shortest, keeping it one hundred in a long he time. Didn't quit it. Yeah, we're going to have the great and former. Is that we should introduce him? Former Bears sideline reporter, because now it's at ESPN. I have to ask him about that. Mark Grody of we the Scrum. I love Grody, and we're going to have him, and we're going to talk Bears for a good hour and change, and then we're going to wrap up tonight because I am under the weather. 
It's so Shane. And uh, I just I should probably get out there so I don't get in trouble. Shane's all lathered up. You should have seen me pre-show, right, Claude? Shane's fired yes. up. Oh yeah, you were he was on something, but smash the like button like Chris Rabidow. Which I hope I said it right. Rabidow. Uh smash Rabidow. the like button. If you aren't a subscriber to the channel, please do so now and and get ready because you know the bears are who we thought they were who they thought we were you want to give bullets an update on this phil you and i talked about it a little bit give me an update too i'm ready let's go well we are gonna have to do some reconnaissance because like i told the patrons we got breaking news i've I was asked to take a head coaching job for the Pop Warner team here in town. <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought about it and juggling TTNL coaching. I accepted the job. So now I have to schedule it around that. So it's definitely going to have to be in November. And the Bears schedule is so crazy because Phil wants, or, us, to, Phil wants us to freeze the tailgate. That's what it comes down to. Oh, we did it last year. And what was it? It's like December something. And the so year before Pan- we oh, did dude, it. In Panthers. That's a Thursday that night. That could be. What is that? That's a, oh, Thursday, that's a Thursday night. Thursday. The but that would be great. Fucking DJ Moore and. The pan- what's the what's the other one? Um, in November, none. They're all away. That's the only home game in November. <laughs> well, that narrows it down. Yeah, December, then. <laughs> this, this, yeah, well, December you got Lions on the tenth. You got Cardinals on Christmas Eve, which I don't. We think could do Lions bad. Bears have the David Montgomery return. Well, that could be a great thing. That's about as pedestrian as it comes. Fuck that. <laughs> we can see what that I mean, late, late in the season, that I mean, that could be a huge game, honestly. If, if the Bears got their shit going, you know, who knows? That could be a big game. <laughs> it would be fun watching Roshan run rampant all over the fucking field and Tate and Phil screaming for Roshan. Well, Tate's the dude, already ready. The dude with the fucking braces on the other sidelines just fucking sitting there. I wish I could play, but Jameer Gibbs is playing over me. Who? Jameer Gibbs is already hurt. No. I was <laughs> saying over David's over. sitting over there brushing his braces saying, I wish I could play, but Jameer Gibbs is playing over me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> David Montgomery already picked out the Bears and is yeah. ready. So oh, yeah. that that to me is a good game. We'll see though. Just give me a little bit. Those, this is those games always come back to bite the Bears in the ass when it's a former player. Right. I wish the Cedric Bears would Branson do that if they, like, if they, yeah. Oh my God. And he told them, did you ever hear that story? He was he waiting and he was waiting he for them. them all, too. And he was waiting for them in the team hotel in the lobby when they showed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> told them that he was going to destroy him and he did. But oh you always God. see that. They all, Former Bears always kill. You got to start Bears. having it a coach. Let's go back and look at who was coaching. Because when we looked at I Own You, 
Aaron Rodgers and Matt Nagy's response to that was kind of, ah, it's just football. It's just like, I know coach Ditka would never, ever let that go. He would give you a sound bite. And, and a lot of people say, well, it's sound bite coaches and whatever. Sound bites are no. messy. You see this dumb comment by Creighton right here? Huh? We played him a week fucking two. Let, let's let's compare. Let's compare Jervon Dexter to Chris Jones a week two, Creighton. Come on, dude. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, I don't give a fuck what tape you watched. I'm not really... smart. Exactly. Nobody's fucking saying that, bro. Nobody. You have to, you have to have the ability to project. Tape is a massive part of it. But go sleep on the kid. It's fine. It's fine, man. Let, Why let's are you getting so upset? Let's because expecting this kid to come out in week two and pre- How compare many, him to an all pro. Where do you fucking stupid? Where do you stupidity. put Dexter? Like, what what is your expectation of Dexter? I think it's going to take time. I think he's very raw. So, wh- but I'm not out there be? saying, "Well, I've watched all of his tape, Phil." So. He's he he sucks, and let's compare him to an All Pro in Week Two because his story's yeah, been that, written. I, I watched I, the tape. I but get it. You can't stupid. do that. Uh, well, that's my point. That's the shit that fires me up. He's not going to be asked to play fifty-two snaps a game either, like he was at Florida. Context matters. He's the wild card, obviously, for everybody. It seems for me, I. We broke down the tape with my dad. We talked about it last week. I'm sure we'll continue to talk about it. Yeah, it's gonna take him time. Go, go go back and go back and look at Akeem Hicks and see what happened with Akeem Hicks, third round draft pick. He didn't come into the league and blow shit up. Some guys it takes a little bit of time. You have to have the ability pro- to project with players. If you go out and say, Oh, I'm just gonna base it all on tape, and that's who it is, you that's not the way that the NFL draft works. Yes, it's yeah. the biggest piece of it. But if you're going to base everything solely on tape, you'd never draft a fucking quarterback ever in the NFL. There's a big projection with it. Expecting Javon Dexter mean, never draft a quarterback. If what you do don't mean? have the ability to project, oh, uh, a player, you saying. would never draft a quarterback if you're ba- basing it solely on tape. Yeah, you can There's never put a ceiling on anybody either when you're exactly. – Like, we watched it. There's nobody I trust more than my dad. My dad thinks Dexter is going to be legit. Me, I have my reservations. But that's Shane my... believes he's going to grow too. Yeah, it's going to take – If he does, it's a bonus time. for the Bears. It's going to take time. and But that's the thing, Phil. This is what we – Interior. When we're, when we're trying to educate fans – there's more than just watching tape with it. And if he goes out there and he struggles in week one, if he struggles the first eight weeks of the season, it doesn't mean that the player sucks. No. He's 21 years old. This is going to be a process with him. We'll see how it plays out. A lot of it's going to come down to does he want it bad enough? And I think that there's a lot of that involved in it. You can hear that. We, we played it for you guys live on air, the, the phone call. Hey, I know you're thankful. Now it's time to go to work. That's not just a, hey, buddy, let's go. We're all happy to have. No, it's yeah. you need to fucking buckle down and take this shit seriously. 
But I listen, there's no questioning his strength. If you have strength in the interior, I always will say this, and other guys can copy this and come out with their own manipulation of it. I say that because I'm getting tired of you fill in the blank of these tape people. Okay. It's just ridiculous how much they steal. But flattery will do you no good with me. I'm just going to come after you harder. Dexter in the inside, any defensive player interior, I believe is the hardest position to transition into the NFL. Playing defensive tackle and learning how to line up against professional guards with their schemes and their fundamentals. It is the most difficult transition from college to the pro playing defensive tackle. That is a mental challenge because physically you're not playing against some guy that's not going to get drafted. You're playing by against NFL linemen. So that becomes very critical and it's much harder than tight end. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt in my mind, tight end. No position is more difficult to transition to the NFL from quarterback. That's number one. Number two would be def interior defensive line. Tight end, it takes them long. It doesn't, that, that's a story. If you are a fucking good football player, you can line up and play tight end and be and used in the scheme a certain way. You don't have to be in, in line tight end blocking down on fucking zone and all of that. Inside defensive tackle, telling you. And it's the same thing on the other side. Playing center in the NFL as a rookie is one of the most difficult things any fucking person will ever have to do as a football player. It's without a doubt the most difficult. Left tackle's the most talented. You put your best there, but the most difficult position is center. And that's the truth. That's why the Bears on tape and in their record column lost a lot of games because that center position isn't getting movement off the ball and protecting there's total chaos in their run schemes so hopefully whoever wins that center position we'll get into that with mark that is going to improve but i'm going to learn everything i need to know about chris morgan and i'm going to learn everything about javon dexter see dexter has a written in excuse clause with his scheme he does have no excuse because as far as defensive tackle strength at the point of attack, he is a superior talent. There is zero question. When he puts his hands on you, he can hold the point and move people. So if you tap into his personality and light a fire under his ass and coach him the right way, then Javon Dexter is going to make his name known. But if, if Javon Dexter comes in here and is lazy and lackadaisical or is worried, doesn't study his play, all these things matter, then Dexter will be quickly ego Ferguson out of this fucking town. 
It's just this. It's just the reality of what it is with these guys. It's not hard. It's not easy. That's why it takes a special person to play inside. Always oh, yeah. will be Swifty. Always will. Need to find those guys. And Shane, last week we said it with Brian Perez. Don't sleep on our guy Travis Bell. No, and it, Phil, you just go back to we've seen all the phone calls and and you know the behind the scenes stuff. It's two things have happened in this draft that I have not seen in a long time. I've never in all of my years doing this, I've never seen a fourth round draft pick praised and really put up on a pedestal the way that Roshan Johnson has. I mean, they've come out and said, hopefully he's a future captain. Uh, City, the scout, said, use the words franchise pillar. When Ryan Poles called Travis Bell to tell him that he was going to be a Chicago Bear, he told him on the phone that his tape was special. Yeah. How many? I heard that. That I've never, I'm not sure I've ever heard that with any draft pick, let alone the 218th pick in the, in the NFL draft for him to come out and say that your tape is special. And I mean, we talked to Travis live on air here and the short amount of time that he was on with us, Phil, I can see how Ryan Poles fell in love with him. Great. The kid, he was he was late Humble. showing up, but you could tell that it mattered. Oh, he was late, man. I would have gonna... made him run some fucking laps, Grody. Yeah. Tell you that. He would have been running. Uh, said a, a lot about him, though. <laughs> he yeah. was so embarrassed, though, that he was late. He felt so bad. But anyway, our guest is in the building. He's slugging down some cocktail shrimp we put in the green room for him. Yeah. Hopefully he enjoys that. There it is. And some Gatorade. Oh, he, he liquefied it. He liquefied <laughs> it. <He drew> it. <laughs> Listen, you guys know this guy's a friend of the network and myself and Shane. I uh, love this guy. You know him from the score. You hear him asking some of the smart questions versus Larry Mayer's dumb question. No. <laughs> Patrick Finley. We'll give it to Finley. Worst beat reporter award next year we're giving no we're going to give it to to the beat worst beat reporter in question, the worst beat yeah. reporter question yes we're going to give an award a ttnl award you didn't like finley's last year to justin justin how does the the oversized jacket on the sideline when it's cold how does that help you how does like, that help what? you it keeps me warm motherfucker <laughs> like what what do you expect finley Yes, we're going to give that award next in the, in the summertime to start the season to get him better. Anyway, we'll talk about that with the guy. You know him from the score, 670 the score zone, Mark Grode. This guy has been with Phil and Shane so long. He needs to have his own office at the I, I Tape Never Lies Network right? Studios. <laughs> You can also hear him on his Let Me Put a List Together podcast, which will come in handy covering a Bears organization with so many flaws. 100 crew, get up out your seats and give it up for WSCR Radio's own Mr. 
Mark Grody. There he is. There he is. Huh. I can't Uh-oh. hear you. Is he on mute? I don't know if he's on no, mute. Not muted. You might have to bounce out and bounce back in and accept it. I don't know. I can't mic. Hear it. There's always a technical issue at the score for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Going to blame Lawrence Holmes? <laughs> Can't hear him. No. I'm your idol, your highest title. I don't know why we can't hear him, Shane. I don't know. Sometimes when you come into the... Come in and do a the, mic check. Yeah. On your bounce out. So leave studio, they come back in. And we'll get Damn, I thought when I came on, it was bad. Fuck. <laughs> he, made, he made me look fucking like a pro. So Travis Bell, uh, this is probably one of my favorite human beings. Uh, he is a special person. Uh, I didn't want him to leave after his 30 visit, and he didn't want to leave either. Uh, there's something different about this guy. Um, he is passionate about the game. You know, when you talk about having a full-time job during the season and showing up to the locker room, in your clothes with your ID badge and your little knife, you know, from his job. Um, that tells you what the game means to him. He's working um, and, and, and football and practice is recess to him. And those are the guys. That's what it's about. I mean, you see the GM getting fired up. Obviously, 1920 drive came out and Shane and Ryan Cox. Gave it two yeah. thumbs up. The best one they've ever seen. Yeah, I thought it, was, I thought it was. I told you my thing that drove me nuts. And you told me that I thought I was worrying about it too much. But I, I still think that. What was that? What was that that drove you nuts? When Darnell <laughs> Wright scene. got to Hallis Hall and yeah. they were sitting down in the cafeteria and then Ryan Poles comes in to, you know, shake his hand and welcome him. He just sat there in his chair didn't i mean if the general manager the oh team yeah you get up and, yeah you get standing up and being like yeah, hey, right. yeah. like come on dude get up out of your seat you know shane wanted him to rock can we yeah. hear you mark oh, oh Lord. can't hear him no huh i don't know when you come in when you come in does it say your mic is working you got it oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay try yeah. it on his phone yeah phone. try All the right. phone Gonna try the phone, but Technical oh yeah, I don't think it's anything huge. It just I'm like, come on, dude, just guy's been get, traveling miles get, to get there. He's tired. You're get, you getting almost twenty one million dollars guaranteed. Stand up, shake Shane. the dude's hand. Shane, yeah. I fucked no. your mom. <laughs> Shane, was getting, don't say that to him. That would be exactly. that would be bad. Shane was getting fired up that he didn't stand up. I wasn't fired up. It just bothered me. I thought it was. That shit to me just I, get I, I didn't like it. No, it's a respect. It's a respect. You're damn yeah, right. Yeah, You're damn right. Thing. I just know I mean, the way that I'm built. I know the way that I've raised my son. And yeah. if my son was in that position and I was there, I'd be pulling his ass up out the chair and being like, you stand oh, up, pay yeah. this man some respect. Yeah. Look him in his face, shake his hand. Just like I've I was been nervous. Telling, just nervous saying to myself the whole time, I'm like, come on, dude. Get up, get up, get up, get up. We are going to be showing Bell's tape. I have Bell's tape. Uh, 
all cut up for our patron side. So if you're not a patron, Kyle, you want to become a patron. We've already broken down, uh, obviously, Darnell Wright, Javon Dexter, and I always mess this guy's. Can we hear you? All right. Can you hear me? There he is. Yes. All right. Have a Victory. <laughs> victory is ours victory is on can you turn your phone sideways yeah i see then there we now, go now you're in now nike now. athletics kid do we feel good now you guys could hear what i was saying number one the production value on this show is still a 10 out of 10 i love the intro that was beautiful and i love that when i was peeking in on you guys eavesdropping before i came on i heard the name ego ferguson which is not necessarily a good thing to hear (laughs) but i did hear the name ego ferguson which does bring back a a draft uh, that was similar to this one in regards to defensive alignment yeah yes yes let's start there first at the top listen we obviously cover the draft here with the tape and we preach it like the Bible. So we broke down, obviously, on our network, we recognized offensive tackle being the number one priority for the Chicago Bears, defensive line being number two. Obviously, Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham agreed with TTNL Network, and we also mocked Darnell Wright to the Bears over shitty Skronsky. I mean, Skronsky... And all of the other offensive linemen. I'm sorry, Ivan. Um, You're not a Skaronsky fan? No. I never – I didn't have him in the top 20 of the draft. I wouldn't have been comfortable with him. I would have been very – as David Kaplan could tell you off the air, I was like – we're just doing the same dumb bullshit again. Let's draft Kyle Long, put him in at guard. Let's do another <laughs> guard. Let's do guards. Right. Finally, they got it right, I believe, in the big man, Darnell Wright. Uh, when you watch his tape, to me, he was in. He was my number two tackle in this whole draft. And I believe the Bears got a legit pillar piece on the outside, he could play left or right. Obviously, I think they're going to put him at right. What are your thoughts on the first round pick, Mark? Yeah, I like it too. I think it is sensible. I, I think that when you draft somebody on the offensive line, you, you better have a, a distinct idea of what you want to do with him. And you better believe that this guy can start day one. And I think he checks both of those boxes. He is a, as you guys said, he is a right tackle. So he would be the Bears' right tackle. And, they, you know, that could bring up a debate on whether or not the Bears should be comfortable with Braxton Jones at left tackle for the next, you know, four to six years of his career. But, you know, just sticking with darn all right, it, it looks everything about him, as you said, the tape, um, the interviews, the skill set, everything fits in nicely with the Bears. So, yeah, I, I I see very – I really don't see anything not to like about this pick, and I expect that he'll be a starter on day one. Mark, when, you know, leading up to this draft, everybody, you know, was all over the map. We talked about Skaronsky, but, I mean, even 
Adam Schefter talked about, you know, when the Bears were on the clock before they moved with Philly, he fully expected the Bears to draft Jalen Carter. Now, when we broke him down here watching his tape, Phil and I had just remove all of the off the field stuff. We had questions about Jalen Carter just on tape. Yes, he would make some plays where he did look like an alien. You're like, holy shit. But then you might not see him for two quarters or three quarters, or maybe the next game he wouldn't even show up. Where did you kind of stand on that? Did you think when the Bears were on the clock they were going to go there? Or what uh, did you think about Jalen Carter overall? I'll, I'll be honest. Like when the, I, I had a pretty, um, I would say, well thought out idea on Jalen Carter or ideas on Jalen Carter before the draft that it's probably not for the Bears just because it doesn't feel like they would be in the position to take a risk at this point. But I will say when I was at Hallis Hall during the draft and it appeared that the Bears would have an opportunity to draft him, I have to admit, I was like, yeah, go get him. Go get him. Go get this guy. Um, just because of the potential of him being a generational talent. However, um, you know, the rational side of me, um, you know, once everything settled, the dust settled, so to speak. Um, yeah, I feel good about what the Bears did and did not do because it seemed like um, this was a, um, a situation where it was extremely well thought out by Ryan Pulse. That he yeah. obviously, Ryan Pulse knows how good Jalen Carter could be, warts and all. But, you know, he, he came on the score, Ryan Pulse did, and talked about, hey, I know what my locker room or this locker room can yeah. and cannot handle. And that was sort of the tone of the conversation. So I think it's like, yeah. He, and, and he also admitted, look, and you guys could admit it. Where he went, it's a perfect scenario for right, him. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So it, it, I think this is might be one of those cases where, assuming you get, assuming like if Darnell Wright is a starter for the Bears for the next six to seven years, um, then no matter what Jalen Carter does with Philadelphia or in the NFL, it's not going to be egg in the face of the Bears. I don't think. You can't. I'm, I'm glad you you said that because. Uh, rewriting history a lot like oh my god you know randy moss there's the story of moss not showing up to walter payton waiting for him hours to meet with him because that's who they were going to pick he doesn't show up to the meeting the bears move off of him with jalen carter there's off the field questions on the field questions lack of enthusiasm does he love the game all of that is not worth the risk. So Bears fans, if the guy plays great and becomes who he should become based on his talent, it shouldn't go back to say, oh, the Bears passed on this guy. He went to the perfect place with perfect leadership, a winning culture right now. When you have a losing culture, which the Bears do have, by the way, they continue <laughs> to lose. Like They won four games let's let's just say Three. that 
three games. Three games. They won three <laughs> freaking games last year. Uh, you know what I call last year, Phil, real quick? Last year, I, I only refer to last year as the 10-game losing streak. The Bears lost 10 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no idea what the record was. Just like, you know, ne- yeah. never, never worry about the 2023 record again. I love it. It was the 10-game lose. They lost 10 fucking straight games. Yeah. 10 yeah. fucking games. Mark, if I would have told you the night in New England – and they went up to New England and won that game yeah. in the fashion that they won it. And I told you, hey, Mark, they're going to lose their next 10. Wouldn't you have called me a crazy person? Yeah, I would have called you a crazy person because the, it looked like that they had turned the corner. They finally threw out the part of the playbook where they passed the ball. And they just let uh, Justin Fields run the football. It's like, all right, the Bears are on to something. But, yeah, they, they – Hey, God bless their hearts. I mean, I guess it worked. They got the number one overall pick, but yeah, that was it, it's you know back to the original point that you guys were making. Yeah, there, there's no room for any chaos in a locker room that is a losing locker room until further notice. So that to, from that, and, and then you think about this: like everybody worries about Jalen Carter and what he might do. How about the influence he might have? on other players in that exactly. line. 100%. Yeah. Exactly, Mark. Great. Great yeah, you point. Follow the money. 20, 20 million guaranteed gives you a lot of respect in that locker room, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah, and a lot of extra money to yeah. pay for your guys when you go out, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Let's go to the freaking uh, Waffle House in Philly, whatever. The Philly Cheese Take Factory, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that's where they go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, 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 you guys up to the Philly Cheese Take Factory? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but let's go back, kind of mesh through Darnell Wright also. And I think Bears fans forget this. He does an immense, important job by protecting the franchise quarterback. And you are trying to get answers on this guy. Where are you as far as Justin Fields is concerned? Because I believe they built Nate Davis and freaking Darnell Wright on the right side. I mean, that's a good right side there. Who they find or define as the center I'm going to be interested in seeing is Tevin going to play left guard, mm-hmm. left tackle. He still could play there. There could be a competition there. I don't know, but I believe you have a plan here. Obviously the receivers, DJ Moore, you got Tyler Scott, Mooney coming back and Clay Poole. I don't know where you are with Valus Jones, but are they doing the right thing? And what's your belief? so far in Justin Fields. Yeah, this is this is what we're going to we're going to find out, I suppose, and it's definitely better. I mean, when you put DJ Moore into that lineup, immediately everybody falls into place. I mean, you mentioned the guys, uh, you know, Mooney, um, you know, keep you know, he he has stayed pretty healthy for the most part in his career, but he is breakable. We know about that. But, yeah, I mean, I want to see the next level on a Mooney. We obviously, it, you know, the Chase Claypool stuff. I hope that that works out, but that was just bad last year. And uh, I think him having an entire offseason is going to help put him together on this Bears team. And I still got – he's still young enough, and there's still a good enough body of work 
from Chase Claypool that I think that he can be good, but he has to be good. So I think that there's a little pressure in that regard. I mean, I don't think that you could just depend on Tyler Scott to come in this year and make a big impact. I hope he does. I mean, that'd be great if he can come in and make an impact, but I'm certainly not banking on that. So when you put all those pieces around him, around Justin Fields, I think you have to expect something more. Um, I just I haven't seen enough to know, and I think that he's he's got it. We've seen it. We saw it at Ohio State, but we haven't seen it enough at the NFL level, and it's going to be a furious year in terms of getting him to that point this year. Let me just one yeah, other. You're you're on the sideline, I think, right here. So you've been around this game, so you, there's an it factor. There's a a personality a quarterback carries himself with. Uh, with you being the sideline reporter and watching how this young quarterback handled himself, did he, you know, honestly, did he give you this, like, this dude gets it, like, we're close here, he just needs the pieces? Or do you have concerns about him? Uh, I don't have concerns about his, like, that it factor. Right. Like that, that In that regard, I mean, he carries himself that way. He carries himself that way, as he said, like on the sideline when I see him, you know, every step he takes, it seems like it's thought out in terms of he's a leader and he wants to put that forward. And it seems like being in the locker room with him, the players all like him, the players all accept him as the leader and they all believe in him. And I I take that sometimes I do take that with a grain of salt because I know that there's nobody in the locker room who in, in a setting like that's going to be like breaking bad on the quarterback, no matter, even if the quarterback's Nathan Peterman, they're not going to be like, Oh yeah, this guy sucks. So, uh, you know, I'm never, I I do, I do understand that, you know, when we're talking to guys, they're not always going to be truthful, but I've heard enough like real legitimate um, thoughts about him to think that they are, they do believe in him. It's just that next step. And look, he did extraordinary things last year. Like he did superstar stuff last year. I think that it's just so tantalizing to think about Justin Fields putting that part of the game together with the arm part of the game. And it's not like some stretch. It's not a stretch that that Justin Fields could still be a great passer at the NFL level. It's, it feels right. like it's going to take a little. It feels a little bit unlikely that he's going to be a great passer at this point. But it's certainly, certainly far from out of the question. Yeah, I just, I, I guess the way that I look at it, Mark, is I'm not sure how many quarterbacks, you know, that – you're expecting to take that jump when Symbol Webster is a target on third down. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? And I mean, that's, yeah. hey, he's in the league, so he's got talent, obviously. But it's, you, you, again, you're you're going to be right. It's it's not just Justin Fields. It's going to be how does Chase Claypool, you know, how does he yeah. ascend this year? How does Darnell Mooney come back from his from his injury how does dj moore acclimate to chicago along with justin field so it's you know it's it's going to be interesting to see how this develops but just to get away from the quarterback real quick mark and then I, I know we're going to come back to the second round picks but right before you came on phil and i were talking i don't think in all the years that i've followed the bears and broke down drafts and stuff i'm not sure i've ever seen more praise for a fourth round draft pick 
in my lifetime than I've seen for Roshan Johnson <laughs> so far. I mean, yeah. City came out and said, you know, franchise pillar, and then uh, hopeful that he's a future team captain. Were you taken aback just a little bit about all of that? That much? Pretty, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of him. But uh-huh. I was just like, holy shit, that's that's a whole lot of loving going on up there. Alice Hall for Roshan Johnson. Right. And right now it's just, you're just projecting out a guy. It's like he, he, he played behind Bijan Robinson at Texas. And like, so people think, you know, they're putting it together. Like, look at the, look at the, the size of this guy. This, he's got, he's got it all. Like he just needs his opportunity. And if it wasn't Bijan, it would be him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to answer your question, I am a little bit like, yeah, blown away by, cause I mean, Honestly, if you look at the guys that are ahead of him right now and Khalil Herbert and Dante Foreman, at least, like what I, I don't really see Roshan Johnson get a ton of carries early anyway. And, you know, depending on how they rotate and, you know, do you get you, you sign Travis Homer as well. And I understand that this this guy's not going to break ground in the NFL. But that, that's what I think about with a fourth-round running back who was not a starter, I think. Where is he going to get his carries? Yeah, he's special teams for sure. I, I was part of the group at Hallis Hall that, that spoke to him outside on field three, and he is a really good kid. We did ask him about leadership. He likes the idea of being a leader, but no backup running back is going to step into a leadership role, especially in his rookie year. So, I, yeah, I'm, I think I'm like yeah. you. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about it, and I can make a case for him. But the idea that he's some sort of franchise player or pillar of the franchise, uh, whatever it was, that's that's silly. Yeah, the part that made this real quick, Phil. The part that made me laugh so much about it was you had the first pick of the fourth round. If you really thought that much of him, wouldn't you have just t- you you traded down to pick one fifteen? Yeah, so you you wanted to risk losing a franchise <laughs> pillar and a future team captain for four, good, to drop fourteen slots. Yeah, that's so, a good point. That's I that's mean, a, who are you crapping? I, yeah, yeah. Very good. I'm a Roshan <laughs> fan. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, let's just pump the brakes just yeah. a little bit on some of the some of the love for him. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, like th- there seems to be and the, and the Bears are just as guilty as anybody or probably more guilty and this is what I follow of uh, when they draft their guys it's always like, oh, we're surprised he was there. Oh, yeah. man, I mean, we, we, couldn't even, we couldn't even believe Tyler Scott was still just sitting there. Noah Sewell, the linebacker, he's just sitting there. I mean, we they had to take him. You know? <laughs> I mean, what's he going to do? Somebody's got to get Travis Bell in the seventh round. Come on, he's just there. I mean, wow, <laughs> nobody else is going to take him? So, that's, yeah. I think that's the part of the politics of it. Of course, uh, of course, yeah. And, yeah, I agree. I think I – read it as putting Herbert and company on notice. That was mm. a message to them saying, oh, okay. Uh-huh. This kid is a leader. He's a worker and gosh, darn it. You know, he's going to come in here and compete to start like the, the Bible lady on Saturday night live. That's where, I believe it was a message sent to the other backs like this young buck. And listen, the Bears have had some serious luck in middle round selecting of running backs and later rounds. They've obviously David Montgomery in the third. What was Herbert? A fifth? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Herbert. What was Jordan Howard? Was Jordan Howard a second? Fifth, fifth, oh, fifth, fifth round pick. Fifth, fifth, that's right. Yeah. Fifth, fifth round yeah. pick. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah. So. Well, and that, but no, that's a good point. But that also leads me to think that they don't care that much about running back. And hey, Khalil Herbert's in the third, his third year. Yeah, yeah. throw him out there. Throw Dante Foreman out there. So I. I I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, I hope you're right. Like, obviously, if Roshan Johnson is the best of the bunch, and they're going to get it's that's the ideal case, the youngest, and you know, it'd be awesome to actually have a, a true franchise running back for the first time in a long time. Uh, but yeah, I just don't see it. I I'm excited about him, and just to stay there because he does everything really well on tape. When given the opportunity, and there's something to be said. Uh, at one point, Barry Sanders sat behind a certain Thurman Thomas at Oklahoma State. You are sitting behind great players, and this kid, as uh, I'm stealing from Matt Waldman, was recruited as a four-star quarterback. So to transition to tailback, dude, I mean, this kid blocks people. Mm. I mean, he what? blocks people so at the very least you're going to get somebody that's going to be competing on all levels and if he has that high character i mean let's just say it you know when bears players have that high character that love the game of football brian erlacher charles peanut tillman walter payton dan hampton you go down the list of these mike singletary when you tap into that you get you got a shot and i think deontay foreman is somebody that everybody's sleeping on too i i believe he had a real wake-up call almost getting bounced out of this league and had a rebirth in carolina and was able to get a, a chance here to be a starter to compete to start so competition is a good thing i believe and two texas running backs mark hmm going to be in that backfield competing it's going to be a good thing for them. well uh, here's uh i'll say about that room i mean that's one of the two positions i think i would say on the team that you could look at and say it's fine it's good they're yeah. fine you know what i mean like you just yeah we've, we've gone through so running back is that the other the other one's linebacker just because yeah. of all the work that they have obviously done with tremaine edmonds and and TJ Edwards, and you have guys coming back like Jack Sanborn. So those are the two positions I think are set. Yeah, that's a great point. Has there been a, I think the linebacker rebirth, mm. rebuild of the Bears is a, a huge story. It is a huge story to your credit here. Obviously, they invested. It's not hard to follow the money. Yeah, he was, Tremaine Edmonds was the big signing, but. Mark, I mean, me and Shane, I know Shane loved Tremaine coming out of college. And I, I said, you're going to put this guy at middle linebacker with that kind of length. You're going to go back to the cover two and you think of Brian Erlacher causing those passes to be high in the window with that kind of length in your mm -hmm. drop. Oh, yeah. Nick, uh, for whatever the came, uh, Morrow couldn't do it. And they were just awful. I mean, if I had to pick a position that was worse than center or defensive line for the Bears last year, it was linebacker. They just were all over the place pathetic. This has been a big rebirth. And Sanborn made Roquan Smith an afterthought. So 
where does he play into this in your mind? Yeah, it's it's great stuff. I mean, and it, just to go back, like I thought, I thought Roquan and Morrow were going to be a really good combination. Me too. Last year, I really did. Like in the preseason and just seeing him in training camp, it just looked like the the speed. But no, you're right. I mean, the linebacker was kind, of, and then just throwing in the trade of of Roquan Smith, it was kind of a train wreck year, except for the guy you just brought up, and that's Jack Sanborn. And it still feels like Jack Sanborn has some proving to do, you know, and he had like, I think that there is a show us again mentality going on with the Bears, which is probably the right thing. This is undrafted guy. So obviously guys like that are going to be a little bit more suspect. So I think there's a little bit of, you know, don't, you know, you're not just going to step in here, you know, look, look what we signed Edmonds and TJ Edwards and you're throwing Dylan Cole. And, um, you know, even, even if you'd like Noah Sewell. So there, and that's I, probably, like and I know. And, and actually I think Sewell is the guy that I think Sanborn had, has it over Sewell, but there will be some competition there too, I think. Yeah. So, but, but I, I honestly, I can't wait to see what Jack Sanborn does this year. Yeah. I hope oh, he does yeah. take the next step up. And if he does what he did last year, then it's a great compliment. That's what these guys did, especially Edmonds, because he's the big dog. It Again, it puts everybody, just like the wide receiver crew, it puts everybody into place and simplifies the position a little bit. Yep. And I think one other layer that you can add to it, Mark, in terms of the linebackers, is if you look at TJ Edwards' deal, it's really a one-year deal. They can get out after one year mm. if they have to. So if if Sanborn, you know, ascends, if if Sewell right. is who we think that he could be, you know, after the all the changes changes at Oregon that he went through, they can save some money there, move off TJ Edwards, and then you know, twenty twenty four, you're going in with Edmund Sanborn and Sewell as your as your linebackers and. That's just another way to, you know, another way to look at it. And it, it, none of it would shock me because I said it's I didn't think that going into this offseason, I I knew that linebacker had to be upgraded. I was when they signed TJ Edwards, I'm like, all right, there's their guy that there's their linebacker. Mm-hmm. And then they doubled back with Tremaine Edmonds. And I'm like, holy shit. I didn't <laughs> I didn't think that was happening. Yeah. I mean, that was the first time you get a real look. Yeah into the eyes of Matt Eberflus, I think. Yeah. And, you know, Brian, but like, this is clearly a, a that's the position, the A position uh, that they really value. And, you know, you could trace it back to Matt Eberflus in Indianapolis. Uh, you could trace it back to his days in Dallas. Um, that, that and, and, you know, it does in, in this defense, in the 4-3 defense, it, they're incredibly important positions as well. So, I, yeah, I mean, I was like you too. What do they do? I mean, I even asked the question at the press conference, why linebackers? And he just said that there were too much, va- too good of value to pass up on. And I think he left out the part two where they really just fucking love linebackers, you know, <laughs> the coaching staff. So that's, which is not a bad thing, you know, that's not, not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah it yeah. isn't, especially when, the linebackers they have weren't very good. And right. Sanborn clearly was instinctive and physical at the point of that. He knew his keys and he did what he was supposed to. It was evident on film. And that's why I want to ask you, we talk about this, this team, obviously the draft and everything, but 
like I talked with Brian Perez last week, the the unknowns at coordinator in Getze and Williams, <laughs> that to me is a huge story here because I don't know what Getze is and I don't have any confidence in Williams. So is Eberflus going to take more of a, a handle on this defense or are we going to be – where are we at with these coordinators in your book? It's such a great question. It's something that I talk about a lot that these coaches are going to both be under a real microscope this year, whereas last year they weren't. There was nothing real. There was no real evaluation of the coaching staff last year. There just really wasn't. Um, you know, maybe there should have been a little bit more, but uh, and the Williams point is so good because the the Allen Williams like no other position. Allen Williams was given a pass. And every week the question was, why couldn't you get to the quarterback this week? Why couldn't you get – are you going to try to do this to get to the quarterback? Are you going to try to do that to get to the quarterback? What happened to getting to the quarterback? So – and each and every week it was like, oh, yeah. And, you know, Allen Williams, great guy, uh, very thorough, It's you know, with the media, probably the nicest guy in the whole crew. But he's got a lot to show this year, yeah. and he's got some scheming that he's got to show this year. He's got development um, in year two with you know a guy like Dominic Robinson. You know, get something out of that. So I, I'm totally with you. And then really quickly on on Getzy too, same thing. I mean, I, th I think we we know a little bit more about Luke Getzy, and I, I like Luke Getzy's willingness to adapt to a game plan, adapt to a season the way he did last year. But he's got a ways to go. I thought it was kind of a joke last year when people were talking about Luke Getze as a potential candidate as a head coach. When you know when the right. Bears had when they found and you know to, to their credit, they found a way to make Justin Fields and the offense effective and damn dangerous. If it wasn't for again the defense, there would have been some wins in spectacular fashion last year for the Bears. But yeah, I mean, I just don't think we've seen enough out of either of those guys to to really say it's a sure thing. And then, you know, it, yeah, I do think, look, if, if that defense has, is, is reminiscent, if there are things that occur that were similar to last year on that defense, then 100% Matt Eberflus will impose his will, let's just say, on the defense. Mark, with you being at the uh... Rookie camp. I know you said you got to talk to to Roshan, uh, one of the guys that I was interested in during the draft process. I've been banging the drum for the Bears to bring in a, a you know young quarterback, obviously beyond Justin Fields. You know, late in the draft, just to get your hands on him, get him in camp, see what you got. You know, a guy with some up, upside. And the guy that I was banging the drum for was uh, Bajan Tyson Bajan. Mm -hmm. Did you you know? Everything that I saw of him, obviously, there's not a whole, whole lot out there on him. But you see some throws from him that can make you go like, "Oh, wow! There's, there's something here. There may not be a whole lot here, but there's something to work with." And that's all I've ever really asked for. I don't think the Bears do that enough. You know, if it hmm. doesn't work, you move on from him. But did yeah. he, did he have any throws at rookie camp or anything that kind of made you say like, "Wow, there's." 
you know, maybe this kid can stick on the practice squad moving forward? I mean, not really, but I like what you said about that. And I think the Bears are thinking it too. It's like the, the proverbial take a flyer on a guy and see yep. what he's got. And, you know, I didn't notice anything overly spectacular, but I do think it's interesting. And, you know, we don't see everything that is gone. We were able to see a lot of that of that rookie camp, but, um, you know, he was not one of the players that spoke. Uh, but yeah, no, I like it. It's interesting. And yeah, you do have to keep that in mind. I mean, uh, right now the bears, it's Justin Fields. I think, uh, PJ Walker yep. and, uh, an old Nate Peterson on the roster as of right now. So as much as, you know, we're all obsessed and we should be obsessed with Justin Fields. It, it is it, like it with a new GM and a, and Justin Fields in this, this year where, He's got to show, you know, he's got to go to the next level. I mean, I don't think he has to become a superstar to, to save his job. His starting job. He's got to show Ryan Poles that he's good, or else we're going to find out about what Ryan Poles really thinks about quarterbacks and prospects and things like that. When you looked at camp, at rookie camp, you always get kind of an impression. Was there anybody that stood out to you? Uh, that you were like, yeah, this kid's got some skills. He's got a good skill set here. Yeah, Phil, it's really hard, like with the rookie camp, because they're just in shorts out there and very little actual scrimmaging in a lot of position yeah. group, a lot of teaching. So it's really hard to, for me. Like, I, I like, like for instance, your guy, Roshan Johnson, yeah. was basically shaking his head because he's like, I can't do anything out here. I got no pants. I can't show what I'm all about out here. Right, he's right. like, he, he's even said it. He's like, I hate unpadded practices. So, and but this, but this is not just unpadded. This is just very so elementary. So I wasn't like I was impressed with Roshan Johnson and what he had to say to us. I really liked uh, one guy that we haven't talked about. Second round pick, uh, Tariq Stevenson out of Miami. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to him, and he seems like a guy who very well, is, you know, as far as I'm concerned, should get every single chance to start opposite of Jalen Johnson, and he moved Kyler Gordon to the inside. So those guys were all good to talk to. I'll tell you, uh, you know, Jervon Dexter, man, like, of course, duh, he's big, but boys, he's really big. Um, you know, when you see a guy like that walk into the room and you're like, holy shit, you know what I mean? Like, even though you know how big he's listed as, uh, you see him and you're like, okay, I, I could see why that guy plays defensive line in the NFL. But yeah, it's hard to come up with like real X's and O's. Uh, this guy caught a 20 yard pass. Like we'll be able to do in training camp just because it's so, it's so rudimentary in these, in the, in the rookie camps. When you look at this roster, as Bullets is asking here, he's reading my mind, so I'll just use his because, you know, he'll get offended. <laughs> <laughs> There's been talk of the Bears addressing the edge position. Who do you see filling that spot? And it's via signing or trade at the defensive end position. Obviously, there's a uh, Houston uh, and the Clowny. Uh, Clowney out there. You got Frank Frank Clark. Clark with his right? troubles. Yep. Yeah. Uh, can you see a trade with the uh, Chase uh, Young? Chase Young. Yeah. Washington. Can you see that happening? What What, what um, are you hearing or anything? Well, I mean, Poles came on. Ryan Poles came on the score and said 
that they're looking at a number of different things and that he said something to the effect of hopefully something will happen sooner or later. So that that leads me to believe that it's not necessarily imminent, but they're they're looking and talking to somebody who who they are talking to, whether, you know, who knows, maybe maybe Robert Quinn or Leonard Floyd has another dance with the Bears. Um, you know, they're going to probably bring in somebody. I don't know if it's going to be any of those names. You know, they did sign. Shaquem Green and Demarcus Walker to the roster this year. You still, you know, the Bears still obviously have hope in Dominique Robinson. I mentioned him earlier. You know, he was a yeah. legit, legit project. And, you know, I talked about to you earlier, Phil, like that, that that's the kind of stuff that lands on Alan Williams and his position coaches as well. Yeah, that's obviously those names. We, we believe Walker will be a three technique. Mm. Uh, and that's where he'll be his best. He can jump out there to pinch. Obviously, Justin Jones did a good job. I mean, he's not the end all be all. They pushed Justin Jones outside a bit last they year. They did, yeah. They yeah. use him there. I think, I think, I think he's going to have a good year, actually. Yeah. I think Justin Jones is going to – I like Justin Jones. I not, yeah. not a superstar. I get what they're, why they're trying to upgrade at the three-tech, but I like Justin Jones. I, I, I do, too. I uh, I remember when he was coming out of NC State, he was dominating the senior bowl. I thought he'd have a <clears throat> a better year than he had. But then again, the surrounding talent, when you're playing that position, you need some help there. And there just wasn't. I mean, that was probably the worst Ugh. position group in football. So Oh, it was so bad. So it bad. was. So oh the other guys, Yannick and Gakwe, who Oh, right, right, right. So you get to the point of looking at these edge players. It was actually on the score that you guys got him to. It could, you know, he leaves you hanging. Like it could be very soon. Mm, something like yeah. that. I'm paraphrasing. Right. So yes. is there any. He knows. Is there any names that you're hearing or no? It's just no, just just all those all the same names that we all yeah. keep listing off. Clowney, Floyd, Clark, Quinn. Just stay um, away from Floyd, please. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're gonna I, I would be I think Justin I think Justin Houston's older, but I would love him. Justin in Chicago. Houston, yep. 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 I yep. mean That's... he's connected to poles, connected to Fluce. And yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Another guy that I don't think is gonna be would you know cost you as much to acquire either is depending on what the the jets do with lawson that would be i'd be mm. looking in there carl lawson because i think he'd be a perfect fit here yeah oh, well man. unfortunately no matter who you get you're gonna it's gonna be a crapshoot because you guys all know it is with, with like veteran edge rushers I and mean, we oh, yeah. found that out with robert quinn right one year he's got three or four sack what did he have that's his first year like three sacks and then yeah. he has the the monstrous eighteen and a half sex in twenty twenty one, and that and now Robert Quinn is cannot be found, was never found in Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't think so. No matter who you get, I feel like it's just, this is just not going to be the year for the. It, it better be better. Um, and maybe one of these guys, maybe somebody, maybe somebody surprises us. Maybe the system of Jervon Dexter and Zach Pickens and the push inside does help. I mean, it's all got to, but this is not going to be the year, I don't think, where you have a 12-sack a guy on this roster. It's going to be interesting to see Pickens, Dexter, as you said. I mean, 
he's enormous, right? There's, enormous, enormous. There's no yeah. questioning his strength at the point of attack. Obviously, everyone's all over the map. The tape gave me gives me nightmares watching him sometimes. But the tape never lies. No, never does. But there yeah. is something to power and strength at the point of attack that can deter some of the tape, whether the coaches are asking him to play, read and react, defense, or attack up the field. That's what the Bears are going to do. So he is a huge wild card, pun intended, because he is that big of a man, as you say. He jumps right out at you, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he really did. Like, you know who he reminded me of? In terms of like you see him right in person, and I know not everybody listening gets to see everybody in person, but Roy Robertson Harris. I know. Oh guys, yeah, that I was mean, my dude. Rob Roy Rob was a massive individual, but the Dexter wider, like you know what I mean. Like Roy yeah. Robertson Harris, like he was in pretty good shape, like and so is so is Dexter. But you know what I mean, just a big, thick, strong dude. You know what I mean. So. Uh, but yeah, Roy Rob Roy Rob was the guy that jumped out. That's a good comp there. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I'm very comfortable with that comp. Roy Rob was my guy. Like, yeah, I felt like they used him incorrectly. Uh, they needed to play him a hell of a lot more. Obviously, he's doing did some serious damage. Got paid by Jacksonville. Sure did. Sure yeah. did. Yeah. Well, the Bears did all the dirty work with him, transformed his body, and then oh let him God. walk. That was <laughs> dumb. That's the tough part. That's true. Uh, a good that point. Was one of my favorite guys. Um, they anyway. got them all dressed up and sent them out in the real world. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he done. Roy Rob done got himself a job at Jacksonville. <laughs> and became really good yeah they're yeah. like sending dear bears this is really cool here <laughs> thanks <laughs> oh awesome that's really cool Roy Rob, Roy Rob really happy for you coming up for Thanksgiving this year that's, oh great yeah. that makes you ask the question how many players have has this organization developed and then they've let go of well, I don't know if we want to give the Bears that much credit to say that the Bears have <laughs> developed that many players. And they've got, well, I mean, Leonard Floyd, maybe, based on the season he had right when it, like, was it the next when he signed with the Rams that he had the big year? I don't know if you can no. have as somebody the Bears developed and let go into the wild. Okay, we'll put a no on Leonard Floyd. Yeah, no. Um, I don't know. Um, who else? I mean, maybe, may, you know, David Montgomery might be that guy with Detroit. Um, no, because... No, they got too many running backs on Detroit. I don't think David Montgomery's going to get the carries he thought he was going to get. <laughs> Greg Olson, you know, uh, Greg Olson's a good one. That's a, really, that's a really good one. That is, yeah, top of the list. <laughs> talking, talking tight ends, Mark. Phil and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum oh, yeah. on this. Oh boy, with with Cole Komet, I just think it's a, you know, it's a difficult position to come in and have instant success. You you. you never really see it at the tight end position. And I think you see incremental progress with Cole every year. Um, and you talk about, you know, him coming up on a contract extension, you know, where he's going to be eligible for that. Do you think that that, you know, him and Mooney, and obviously you're not going to extend Claypool yet, but even Mooney, I think that they're probably going to pump the brakes on it. But uh, do you think just, Contract extensions in in general. Who do you think is going to be uh, mm. some players that that 
they may focus on? Do you think Cole is one of them? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, you know, based on the way Ryan Poles was talking about Cole Komet, and this is at the end of the – I think this was the end of the season – the the ten the ten game losing streak year is over. <laughs> he and, was the one guy he pointed out. Yes, yeah. and he was like, "Who's my? Oh yeah, he's a blue chip player. You know this guy. Like he like just really rave. So it made it made me think. Oh okay, so stand by for extension. You know, and, and maybe that is in the works. Um, I don't know. I would assume that the two parties would probably be very prone to wanting to be together. Uh, as far as how good he is, like, I think Cole Komet is going to end up being a decent tight end in the NFL. I'm backing off the very good to yeah. possibilities a little bit just because, oh, because he doesn't, he, he, he doesn't, there's not like the separation. He's not getting the big separation. Um, you know, he, he did, obviously he got better last year and I like Cole Komet. I just don't know that there's a special factor with Cole Komet, but you know, he is a guy that has gotten incrementally better every year. I'm so glad you agree with me. <laughs> no, Phil doesn't I, even want him on the team at this oh, point. Oh, no, wow. Well, no, I'm not, no, I'm not that, I'm that not is totally, not, I mean, I, I totally I, taking no. a political well, you don't, want him, you don't want him. You don't, don't want him. I don't think he's going. I don't think he's going to reset the market. You know, he's twenty-four no, I, years old. He I think needs there's room to go into next year and show us a little more than decent, but, as Mark is saying. That's. I think he's shown more reason. than that, but I think I think Tanyan here is going to help him. He's, he's not every. Everybody he, thinks that he needs to be Travis Kelsey. That's not who he is. That's not his game. Then he doesn't get a contract extension to say that he's that the way polls was talking about him made me question polls i was like (laughs) this guy jumps every time he's getting the ball he jumps he leaves his feet every time he does it and then he'll turn around and drop his pads like he should and you're like wow that's what that's the guy and then the next week it's the opposite he's a pussy again and then the next week, he's making a play and being tough. There's no consistency with him. He's just a clunky, decent tight end. Oh, I mean, there's so much consistency around the Bears organization and the offense in general. That I'm doesn't surprised. mean that you don't. David Montgomery brought consistency every week. Oh, but I get tight it. End, just... Go out there and play the game like you did versus Detroit. You know, swing the fucking bat on the touchdown more get to those i just i'm with you i think tanya will come in here and push his ass but i thought they needed to draft another tight end they didn't that was one of the things i was hoping for and that might have been one of the areas too that they talked about how they're just not going to be able to address every position this year in this free agency and obviously in this draft so, I mean, I think I'm somewhere between you and uh, Shane on this one because I I, I think he's a, 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 you know, decent to good tight end in the NFL. Um, how many – and it's a good point too by you, Shane. I mean, there's not everybody's going to be Travis Kelsey. I mean, you can't, yep. you can't look at that as the bar. I learned that about wide receivers too, that not everybody, to use a name that you used earlier – you're lucky if you get an elite Randy Moss 
receiver yeah. on your roster. You can't look at every receiver around the NFL and and compare them to the top dogs. So I, I try to keep that in mind. I was, you know, that's that's what eva- like the real scouts and evaluators like try to impress that upon us sometimes. Let me ask you this. Yeah. If, for you, if you were the GM, would you pay Mooney or Komet? Hmm. Um, I would pay Mooney. I'm with you. Yeah, 100%. I, I would, are you are you with that too, Shane, or would you go? Uh, no, you that he's much already of... been on the record. Well, oh, okay. Oh okay. no, no, no. Okay. I it it depends on. Listen, I well, I got to incorporate all of these guys into it. I think Jalen Johnson is a goner in Chicago. I think this is his last year, mm. based on nice. financial expectations. And I look at the same thing with Darnell Mooney. Personality. Darnell Mooney's expectations are twenty million a year. No fucking way. I'm paying Darnell Mooney that. Right. No, that's that's a good point. That's a really good – that'd be really hard to stomach that. No doubt yeah. about it. No and doubt. It, well, that's what – that's a rumor that's out there. Right. right. But, I mean, that's – when you're a, when you're a, you're a fifth-round draft pick and haven't been paid 20. yet. He said 15 he was looking for. 17, I think. 17. Said, right? 17. Maybe. But, but even – even wasn't a 20 banger. Even that. And a lot's going to depend on health. You know, it's going to depend on this season, this season, yeah. right? Well, I Absolutely. think both of them, wouldn't it be right to just look at both of them? Sure. I mean, to me, it's easy. Well, Darnell Mooney was the much, outlier to me. As much as people don't want to admit it, Phil, this regime did not draft him. Mm-hmm. This regime invested a second-round draft pick into Chase Claypool. They also didn't draft Cole Komet either. Exactly. So. They didn't draft David Montgomery. I'm just right. saying they didn't draft Khalil Herbert. That's another guy we've been talking about. And it's there's going to be these decisions. They're not going to pay everybody. That's for damn sure. You're going to well, pay Tevin I, Jenkins? Uh, that's over about Tevin next year. But he's got, he's got a couple <laughs> years. I know. I'm just thinking about. I, I, I don't. I was, I was just. I don't think the game of guys that the Bear, that the Ryan Poles didn't draft. Do you sure. think that they're? Do you think that they're sold? And locked and loaded on Tevin Jenkins because I do not. Mark. No, I don't either. I just, I'm still too skeptical based on everything that happened last year with with jacking around with him at you know, like they're like they're like okay, right tackle is not even a left or right tackle is not even going to happen. We're going to put you at right guard. Okay, now they signed Nate Davis, so mm-hmm. who played right guard? So that that tells you okay, well as good as he was at right guard, we're probably going to put him at left guard. So I don't know. I think that he obviously see value in him. I don't know if they trust him physically still and i just don't big one yeah yeah yeah, and i just i just don't trust that relationship i really don't it's gonna be an interesting guy to see there's no questioning the talent there oh i love i like tevin jenkins you know i just uh you're asking about like that like ryan pole specifically not just because they didn't draft him but also just because of what went on at the beginning of last year and trade trade rumors and all of this and then you know this everything surrounding him and the injuries too are massive so he's walking up the hill there's all these questions he became a story of yes yes. weird Right, yes. it's just yeah. weird. It was weird. Was it was, it's all weird with Tevin. That's such a great weird. That's great work. Now maybe he's bought into it, like Shane had pointed out in that interview. Like they were talking about to him, I guess, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm hanging. He's hanging out with the team. 
Yeah, he said he's yeah. having a real good time. He's you know, a good time building camaraderie. Yeah. With, with so that fellas. could that's yeah. a definite bridge. That part's oh, easy. Yeah. That's the easy part. That's, that's the true. easy part. Well, yeah. he's always had that. I mean, he's a great guy. You know, like yeah, he, he's very social. He's very fun to talk to. He's great to the media, and he's a pretty good player. So now it's just a matter of him buying in, and the, and quite frankly, the, the Bears buying into him too. You know, yeah, for now exactly. and in the future. Yeah, something Mark, happened behind the scenes there. Just yeah, I, yeah. There's just something that just seems. He probably put Chris yeah. Morgan in a fucking chokehold and said, "Play me a fucking." Pack. Well, I think it comes down to two, and I, I think, listen, when he was the Bears traded up, you. <laughs> I, I still look back to the Bears trading up for him. As soon as that draft was over, they released Charles Leno. And so you're the guy, you're mm-hmm. the guy, you're the yes. left tackle. That was it. That was it. Same with same with Larry Borum. Those guys got the oh. Roshan Johnson treatment. You know, these these oh. are our guys. We stole them, blah, 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 all of that. And then you get moved around. And then all of a sudden you're a guard. Ryan Poles comes here and says, Well, when we broke him down when I was in Kansas City, we didn't think he could play guard. So he surprised me that he could. Well, he surprised me at right guard, and we think so much of you at right guard. We're going to sign a guy that plays right guard and push you over there. So to me, you know, I think that it's there. I just don't think anybody wants to really talk about it. I don't think there's a whole lot of belief. It's if you go out there and you stay healthy, we'll see what happens. But I said this to Alex Shapiro when he was on with us. I think Tevin Jenkins' name on this roster is written down in pencil. I don't think it's written down in pen. Unfortunately, I agree with you. I do. And then, and who knows? Maybe this year changes things. But, yeah, everything you said, you know, connects the dots to their position by position, year by year. They're building it their way. Braxton Jones became their left tackle that last year. Darnell Wright will become their right tackle this year. Who the hell knows is going to be there? I mean, they can't just throw Lucas Patrick back in there again this year after last year. God, I hope not. Um, but I'm also not completely comfortable with Cody Whitehair playing center, quite frankly. So there's still some things that got to be worked out. But, yeah, it's like they're putting their seeds in with their own guys here. And um, it remains to be seen what that relationship was like with Tevin Jenkins. For the first time in, what was it, 40 years Ted Phillips was nowhere to be seen on draft day. And that for me was a celebration shot at the Atoshan house. Because, oh yeah. Yeah. Big time. So have you noticed anything so far as Kevin Warren has taken over as the president? Have you felt anything like for the media access wise? I know he's probably still going through his 200 and whatever odd employees he's going to sit down with. Yeah. But have you f- seen anything? Like, is there a better food spread? <laughs> <laughs> the, the only thing, I'll say two things. Um, I did see Kevin Warren. He was at presence at the rookie camp, which yeah. is, yeah, he was out there, which I don't remember ever seeing Ted Phillips at any practices. I mean, I think Ted Phillips probably got a little camera shy after a while once he realized his Q rating wasn't really at an all-time high <laughs> in the city of Chicago. So, uh, but yeah, so I, that's been my only, like, um, t- I, I you know, other than the opening press conferences and things like that, saw him out there. And then I'll say this, I'll say this. 
um, out at Hal's Hall the other day, and I don't know if this is the Kevin Warren effect. Um, I have no idea. But when we did the the draft show, um, a colleague of mine, Dave Kerner, was was setting up his uh, equipment out there, and he needed an Ethernet line. And uh, I'll be damned if there weren't two, you know, a, a PR person and two service wow. gentlemen who came wow. right on down to take care of it. So I have no idea if that's the Kevin Warren effect or what, but um, that's that's pretty good to have two two representatives taking care of your problem for the media. So I I thumbs up if that's Kevin Warren. It's gotta be. Got it. Let's be. hope so, Mark. <laughs> because yeah, you know, I sent I sent a video to Phil when it came out there, and I said just them. We're seeing the scouts breaking down tape of the prospects we're seeing ryan pole sitting down with cynthia cynthia freeland breaking down the guys that he drafted and i'm like wow this isn't chicago bear like at all we're not yeah. used to this and i know in philly back when um there a few years ago they used to have members of the media in and say this when we're scouting guys this is what we're looking for you guys are writing about these guys so we want to show you what we're looking for. And to me, it makes sense. They're putting the media almost through a little, you know, uh, scouting boot camp. And it makes, to me, it makes perfect sense. I wish the Bears would do more of that. And I'd like to know Kevin Warren. Like, I'm in New York. I don't get to go to Hallis Hall for training camp every single day during training camp. I would live stream this shit. I mean, mm. it's it's good for the brand. I mean, you don't want to give away your train secrets for being a shitty franchise for the past yeah, exactly. 40 years. It's, it's, it's big school thinking. And I, I hope there's more of it, man. Yeah, I, that's, I really the, do. The, that's so true. Like it, big school thinking something creative like that. Cause you're right. The bears have always been incredibly conservative with things like that. So hopefully there's some outside of the box thing. I hope he, you know, I hope his focus is is the only project he's focusing on is not the stadium. I, I mean, I love the stadium project, but he's got to, yeah, he's got to come up with some new and cool and innovative ideas. And eh, we'll see, you know, based on the fact that my, you know, colleague got that some of the best Ethernet I've ever heard. I mean, that, that was great. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you want to talk about Ethernet. That was Ethernet, folks. You could have used some of that Ethernet earlier. Oh, my show. God. Yeah. Where's Kevin Warren, man? Yeah, Kevin Warren. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's, got a, he's got a toolbox. Hey, how you doing, Mark? Good to see you. Nice to meet you. Good to see you. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that fixed right up. How you doing? Hey, you didn't look me right in the eye. That's a really good. <laughs> like uh, Laz had said and pointed out that one of the guys in the chat, he even showed up to Justin Fields graduation. I mean, that says a lot. There's already a showcase that this guy understands that football is the priority where the bean counting and all of the season tickets and all that shit that takes care of itself. Because the Chicago Bears fan is probably the most fanatic in all of sports, I believe. I could throw that out there because it shows in the, as Shane and Brian Perez pointed out last week, uh, those mock draft simulators, it was like leaps and bounds. Bears fans doing mock draft simulators versus any other team in the NFL. Hmm. I go to a stadium and I went to Carolina. The Bears fans were filling up that stadium. Here in New York, Bears fans take over Giant Stadium. It's like they travel with the team. It's 
it's it's something that they should embrace, especially with a new president that gets it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I, you know, being down on the sideline for those road games, there's always a presence. And it, it almost got to the point where, I mean, I would mention it during our broadcast. I was, man, the Bears, it, it almost just became a non-story because there was Bears fans at every game. It's like, how many different ways can I, well, the Bears fans are here again. Um, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a the the base of Bears fans and the reach and then the nature of it being a large market. I, I Yeah, I think that there's many things that, that the Bears have, you know, there's so much untapped potential for the bigger picture of the Chicago Bears. And I think Kevin Warren will take care of that. So, Mark, in terms of your, I know Phil kind of alluded to this a little bit, but in terms of like your day-to-day or any acts has anything changed with this new regime as compared to what it was before uh not yet i think that we've we've only you know gathered at hell's hall probably a handful of times since that and there hasn't been any sort of regularity so once we get into camp and there is a you know there is a pattern there is a repeated pattern every day and things become systematic that then we'll find out and then especially during the regular season whether it be tweaks whether it be differences will access change be different be better um whatever the case may be whatever creative things they may come up with but we yeah there's no way to know really at this point unless i'm right about the ethernet so <laughs> but we we want we want post game mics for the press conferences every week mark okay we talked talk to courtney cronin about it and every freaking game we're sitting there we had courtney on and we're like can you say something please because we're sitting here we're live on bhl as soon as it goes you can't hear any of the questions oh you're talking about after the actual after game. the yeah, yeah after that so you couldn't you can't hear oh, anything oh it sucks you're right yeah you just, and then yep. Yep. We asked Courtney, and then the very next game, we're like, "Holy shit, we could hear the questions." It was then, the then it went away. Then it went away. Again. Three oh. weeks later, it went away. Oh wow! Well, then the, yeah, they obviously got. I've noticed that too. Yeah, that that blows. That shouldn't happen. So that that is the yeah. kind of thing that I would imagine that Ke- that's not going to get past Kevin Warren. Yeah, because yeah. we are going to make sure we tell Chris Zorich to whisper it in Kevin's ear as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When's he coming on? When's, is he coming on? Uh... Zorich is is on our network. But he's, he's probably watching in the chat. Oh, hey, shout, out to, shout out to Chris Zorich if he's watching. I will send him that clip. Clip that, Claudio. From Mark Grody. Mark Grody loves Chris Zorich, no doubt about it. Come on, local guy. Notre Dameer, Bear, great, please, great player. He gets, he get, yeah, he can do anything he if wants. He was at the TTNL party I invited you to. Oh, he would have put you in a joke. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, Grody. <laughs> yeah, come here, you. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, you're coming. When we, go I know, I feel so bad, Phil. You're oh, so, you're so, your invitations are always so kind, and I'm always like somewhere else. Uh, but yeah, Listen, you're a busy guy. Yeah, well, but but it, it, it'll happen. You. I know you do. You're very courteous like that. Thank you. I still remember being in the tunnel with that other guy. He's not very smart. Where's that drop? Where is it? He's not smart. I'm not smart. Yeah, Greg Braggs, <laughs> me and him in the tunnel. Yelling down to you. Oh, yeah. 
before the Packers Bears. Oh, uh, Bragg's always doing that. He's yeah. still is doing. It. Oh yeah. But Brody oh, yeah. comes over, shakes our hands, talking with us. Oh hell yeah, you're man. good. I, dude, I have a, always. I yeah, I got to know like doing the the sidelines. You get all the people like sitting behind the Bears sideline. You get to know those people after a while. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun time at the old. Let me ask you this. You're, you're on the sidelines. Has there any bit, has there ever been some chaos that you've seen and just decided it's better if I don't report this? Oh, great question. Because usually when there's chaos, that's the, that's my game, man. That's the, that's the stuff that I gotta, (laughs) I gotta be on. No, I don't think there has been a time. I mean, I guess like I remember, I, I, Alan Robinson slamming his helmet down. James yeah. Daniels getting into it with uh, Harry. He- who was the who was Chris Morgan's predecessor? It wasn't Harry? Oh, it was Juan Castillo. Juan Castillo getting, getting, getting into it with Juan Castillo once one point wow. in time, uh, just jawing back and forth. So I don't think that I have seen um, ever seen a fight amongst the, like, I've seen, like, players get held back because they're so emotional about something, but I think I've done a pretty good job of mostly reporting, <laughs> like, it's, it, it's impossible not to, like, because that's right. what I do, I, I'd be, be a bad reporter if I, if I left it alone. I get it. How do you think the new grass held up? That was a big topic in, you know, Soldier Field, and obviously over a lot of years, it's been pretty awful but they made a big deal with the with the new grass with you know flu bringing it up how do you think that that held up overall mark i thought it was pretty good i mean i think it's funny that it got remember that first game when it just the <laughs> monsoon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i lost a phone that day man and oh. waterlogged phone because you're because you're diving into the pool at the end of the game with the players, or no? I, 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 <laughs> yeah, out of your pocket. I, I, I may as well have been. My phone may as well have been sitting in a sink of water the whole time oh, under oh the water. Is is how bad that was. But no, the grass players loved it, man. Yeah, they kind of yeah. like guys like veteran players like visiting and uh, home because I would gauge that a lot early in the season, yeah. and they're like it's the best I've I've ever seen. Cole Komet was like. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely like, oh, this is so much better than it was, you know, as if to almost say it was, it sucked the year before. So, right. yeah, man, the whatever it is, the bio blue or whatever, or the the banjo the blue, Bermuda, Bermuda or whatever. Blue, that's yeah. Yeah, Bermuda, Bermuda blue. Bermuda blue. That's you gotta, the, so, Bermuda blue. The grass is good, boys. The grass is good. <laughs> Are you talking in the city of Chicago or the? Oh, well, that's, that's, that's just omnipresent, man. Ever since this seagull, this uh, this city went legal, man, it's just clouds of uh, of marijuana. To- Smoke weed every day. Claudio loves the city of Chicago. Can't wait to move there. Oh yeah. Uh, Hey, we're free. free. We're open. We're open for business. Yes, we're, we are. Connecticut's about to be open. Oh, we're good. Be open. Yeah, yeah. It's, ama- it's amazing how many people that didn't do it before are now like, oh, yeah, you know what? Gummies helps me sleep. You know, it's like exactly. people were just waiting for it to be legalized around here. And hopefully you guys will enjoy that same benefit in Connecticut. Yes, I'm sure we will enjoy <laughs> We're just waiting for the day to see Ginny puffing up in the up in the luxury suite. Uh, I, my one. guess is you guys don't have to. 
You guys don't have to wait for legalization to get yours. Uh, <laughs> you got a guy. It's Claudio. Oh, Claudio. Yeah, Claudio. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Yo. What do you mean? What do you mean? Yo, business card. <laughs> yeah, Claudio's a man who can get you things. That's it. I'm a barber, bro. I know everybody. Uh, oh, are you to... really? Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, of course. Oh, that's cool, man. I actually, I have a. Why wears a hat so you don't have to see a shitty haircut? Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, cut his own hair. Come on. Barbers are all, I got a new respect for bar. Barbers are like back to being cool. When I was a kid, like barbers were like the guy that works at the, the old man that works at the end of the street. Barbers are like cool ass people now. Yeah. Baird got man. a barber. Claudio's friend. Hey, well, while I'm on oh. here, I got to ask you this yeah. question. In the chat, they've been talking about this. Have you heard anything about Hard Knocks and what's your opinion on Hard Knocks? I would love it if the Bears did Hard Knocks. I mean, yeah, like, when we were talking about, like, being more creative under Kevin Warren yeah. and, like, kind of, like, holding up the, you know, here, here's the bear. Like, what secrets exactly are they, have they been keeping from the world that would hurt them so badly? Yeah. I think that the franchise would just become more popular. But what's your opinion being in there? Like, do you think that's... A possibility. That um, oh, I think that thinking about I, it, or I think that uh, George McCaskey will use every ounce of his influence to not have it happen. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't think anybody there wants it. I don't think that like this is definitely not a playful organization. Like in terms of like like Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, like. I think they might be great, but they're not like they're like these super gregarious personalities who want the world watching them, and you know they're not into the camera, so it doesn't really fit the Bears' uh, whole thing. But yeah. uh, hopefully, they I, I would like it if they didn't have a choice. Me too. I'm I with you. I only hate, four teams. Only I wanted to punch yeah, George yeah. right in the mouth when he started <clears throat> getting pussy and puffy. Yeah. With the, I think George would like it. You know, George, I know I George a little bit. He's a playful guy and he's a, he I think he would I know he thinks he wouldn't like it. I think he probably would like it more than he he would think. Think I it agree. all think of all the new hits that you get on the lunch with Larry segment oh. on chicagobears.com Brody. <laughs> man you guys give larry as much crap as we do man. oh my fucking god your lunch with larry <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't uh, hear that one. He oh, I, I didn't hear that. I got to. Yeah. That was Dan Dan Weeder talking about uh, who was the Pernell oh, McPhee. McPhee. When he got, when he got introduced in Chicago, uh, everybody was in the scrum asking him questions. And Larry Mayer walks up and Pernell turns to him. He's like, oh, my God, you're lunch with Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, Larry's the best man. He keeps everybody organized out at Dallas Hall. He he oh, does yeah. the assignment, like the all the writers work together to get the transcripts, and Larry assigns all the different beat yeah. writers who's gonna so yeah, Larry's a key, he's a point man. He's well he just sat man. down with Justin Fields, right? Did, did he really? just have yeah, did he? yeah, yeah, oh. yeah he did. He was tweeting about it, yeah. That he, he had a one-on-one -on -one yeah, with just down with Did he get anything good? Was there anything yeah. good? Do you like playing quarterback, Justin? Oh, yes, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, hey, leave Larry alone. Do you like Bears fans? Hey, <laughs> now, now, now. Hey, now. Hey, hey now. now. Hey, now. Larry's a good man. He's a good man, and he's thorough. Larry wanted no part of me when I traveled with the team. 
he just he knew who I was and just ignored me. And was what do you like, mean? Like when you were in the stands and you'd see him no. like on the sideline or something? No, or? I traveled with the team. I oh. never got to talk to you about it. I to went Dallas. to Dallas. Oh, you were on the, the team. team team flight? I was on the team flight. I what? rode the bus sitting literally what? next to Ted Phillips. What? Yeah. How did you get all that? Uh, we got a guy. The guy okay. invited me to his house. He wanted to meet you. Jim Larison, Yoko. Oh, my God. Well, that's man. cool, man. Good. Yeah, that's a great he... experience. Good for you. Oh, it was unbelievable. I got to see who the real and who the fake and the energy, how the Bears travel. I talked to a bunch of players about. Oh, nice. Free Chick-fil-A on the team. Chick-fil-A. I'd yeah. never been on a plane that big, Mark. Like, coming on the you plane know, he, after Dallas, so long, Shane. It was you know? so <laughs> Mark can't hear these drops. Yeah, I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they're great. <laughs> yeah, they're good. They're good. Every time you see one come up, just laugh, Mark. Give it the big laugh. Coming to my radio laugh. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, what's your role now, Mark? So you'll be on the beat because yeah. now it's so now, over there, right? So now, I yeah, I'm on the beat. The only, unfortunately, yeah, that. Starting now, um, yeah, I guess you can't call me the sideline reporter anymore. So I I'll know. be, I'll be at the game still. I'll just be, I'll be in the press box. Hopefully, I'll get down on the field a little before the games. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll be covering the team full time. Nothing changes whatsoever, other than my seat on game day. Will you also pick up like a show? on the score we'll see i mean i did a draft show this year we did like a weekly thing leading up to the draft we'll see i mean obviously with the bears having left our company that changes our budget a little bit and in a good way so we can be we can now be a little bit more creative but we have not received our marching orders yet um at the score in terms of what we're going to do on you know you know pregame our version of a pregame show pregame postgame at the game, travel, all of that stuff. Yeah. So that's too early, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what we come up with this year now that we're, we don't have the Bears in our building. Shane and I didn't get that invite for the draft show. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Oh, the dra- oh, to come on the draft show. Yeah, oh, well, you man. know, I, I, I probably should have, but you know what? As I always tell people that didn't come on the show, I don't book the show, you know. I'm a talent. I was like, <laughs> I had my, no, I know, I know. My, but my producer would tell me who I got on every week. So listen, this right. is who you're going to talk to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, Phil, <laughs> who? I, I've never heard of that fucking guy before. Not even a real doctor. We will. I hope we see the guy's reading my mind. What did it yeah. say? Mark Grody did push for me to be on 670 the score when I actually you texted me after I was on. Oh yeah, with Greg and Gabriel. I predicted the James Daniel. I was Daniels. with yeah, Greg Gabriel. I still remember that. I was in Outer Banks and I was listening to Phil and you're like, "What? Don't forget about James Daniels." And Gabriel's like, "No, no, 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 no. There's too many injury concerns there. We really? can't, can't uh, go there." Yeah, I remember that. But Mark, talking about your draft show leading up uh, when the Bears pick was coming up at what were they their first one in the second round 53 yeah Phil and I were kind of banging the drum for John Michael Schmitz we thought they 
Mike, because there's a lot of talk about him going higher, the center for Minnesota, that the Bears might, you know, solidify the offensive line even more. Was there, when they were going in that second round range, was there anybody that you were kind of targeting that I think maybe, you know, uh, Herb Howard and I talked that day on air about Jervon Dexter, and we didn't think that the Bears might, we didn't think that the Bears would probably go with him at 53, but was there anybody for you? That you're kind of like, I uh, think this yeah. could be the guy. Yeah, I don't know. If there's necessarily anybody specific. I was just like, okay, this will be. This has to be the day for defense. You know yeah. that there there better be some. You know the you address so many other positions from from wide receiver to offensive line in the first round of the you know of the draft and then a free agency wide receiver. I was like, okay, just get going on the defense. So no, I didn't really have like a specific name or anything like that. Yeah. I was more content to sit back. Okay, arms folded. What you gonna do? Who you gonna take? Yep. Yeah. It. You know, the draft to me, we found out who Ryan Poles is a little bit more, in my opinion. I, as one of the fan, Bill pointed out, our whole network, including Eric Kramer, he took over. And was the GM on Wednesday night, the night before the draft. And he also selected Darnell Wright. I selected Darnell Wright in my mock. Cards selected Darnell Wright. So it seemed like this is where we were thinking the Bears needed to improve in order to help Justin Fields. And we prayed that Ryan Poles' personality, being a former offensive lineman, because it was a nervousness for me. I know what you said about Jalen Carter, but the Skaronsky stuff really agitated me because I just did not whatsoever see this polish, this toughness, this finishing and attitude, all of the pop, none of that, that Darnell Wright has that I see from Skaronsky. So it got me very nervous. Is Ryan Poles going to placate to the Northwestern media crew, or is he going to go by the tape? And listen, I got to give him credit here. I think Darnell Wright is a day one starter, like you said, and you got to see their personality. They love defensive backs. I wasn't expecting a a corner there, and I think that, Uh that leads to it. And you pointed him out too, Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's an interesting prospect right there that he, uh, Stevenson's going to have a chance to start. I don't know that there's, I mean, Kindleville door started to show something, I thought, but I, I you know, he, he's expendable. So that becomes a great spot. Um, you know, back to Skaronsky and, and all that. Yeah, I think it was, it was becoming obvious. What, what I was trying to figure out or confirm, I guess, is, are they is Braxton Jones their future left tackle? Because yeah. if, if that was decided by the regime, if they really are like, okay, he's our starting left tackle for the next four to six years or whatever it is, if that if that's the guy, then it would have been silly to take Skaronsky because he is a left tackle, or as you guys said earlier, you know, here I can move him inside and you know, like it's it's Kyle Long all over again. Um, so to draft Darnell Wright and be like, yeah, that's our that's our right tackle. 
I mean, that's a very exact plan, and it would not, not have made sense to draft Peter Skaronsky and his short arms. Exactly. It would be a total outlier to the position. There's never, there's not one starting offensive lineman that has that short of arms, excuse me, offensive tackle with that short of arms, I believe, in the history of the NFL. So now you're. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So well, that's a, like. Poor Skaronsky. He's got to hear. Hey, uh, <laughs> you got short arms, and they're probably about the shortest we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, little man. Good luck with your big man football career with your little arms. <laughs> Just what a horrible, emasculating thing he has to deal with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you're the short arm guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was the quarterback with the small hands last year? The Pittsburgh guy, the Steelers oh, quarterback. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Dave Craig. Yeah. One yeah. Of those yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave Craig. Oh, man. We Remember, he had a lot of fumbles, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had like, those, those tiny little children hands. For the yeah. yeah. Played for the Bears. Oh, yeah. he, we saw him. Yeah. Those Number hands. 17. I yeah. Dave, the former Seattle Seahawk. Yes. Yeah. Dave Craig. Old Dave Craig. I can't tell you where Dave Craig played college. That would be interesting. Dave Craig seems like he probably would have played at Washington State. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like yeah. a maybe even like an Oregon State or something. He, yeah. Something you in the see mountains. Irvine. Oh, that's good too. <laughs> yeah. They're right. It's not so it's not one of the big schools. It's definitely not one of the big schools. It's not like UCLA. Dave Craig, no, no, no. All right. Well, you guys are all wildly off. Milton really? College. Yeah. Milton. See? That fits yeah. too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Milton sounds right. He's the only one that ever played from Milton. Oh, yeah. Milton. Well, it sounds like a school that a guy with little hands would go to. You know yeah. what I mean? Come <laughs> on over Milton. here, Dave. We'll take you. Let's get a look at those fingers. Oh, yeah. You're definitely what we're looking for. Let's stretch those puppies right out. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, man, we're having a blast here. If you're just tuning in, we got the great Bears beat reporter, Mark Grody, friend of the network. We put him on Front Street when we first met him, and there's never been a relationship built on humor and accountability like this one with Grody at TTNL Network because Grody gives it to us, and you – Admitted, you're like, fuck, I hear you motherfuckers in my head. Yeah, yeah. I gotta tweet out more. I always five years ago, man. That was yeah, like 20 it's crazy. Before I took over the gig, your your guys are like hitting me up. I mean, I'm just getting there's still smoke coming from the Cubs job, and you guys are all over. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like, how come he's not tweeting? What do you mean how I'm not tweeting? He's not tweeting because his hands are so fucking small. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, I went to Milton too. <laughs> Actually, Dave Craig would have been a good uh, texter and tweeter. I mean, like yeah. small hands. And, yeah. yeah. No, nobody ever accused him of fat finger and anything. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's great. Oh man! Uh, there you go. Yep, I like it. I like it. I like it. Or it's just feeling it, Zora. Uh, Zorich is saying he likes it. Oh, good. Okay. Anyway, that's a that's a big arm guy right there. Oh, yeah. We, Zorich, yeah. We love you, Mark. I know. Love you too, boys. A lot of time. 
I appreciate you jumping on with us and giving so generous with your time talking the Chicago Bears. I could keep you on forever laughing with you. Is there a show everybody should be watching that you're watching? Oh, absolutely not. Because I'm, I'm no? like, I'm no. Well, when I tell you what I'm watching, you're gonna be like, yeah, yeah. We're all uh, Succession. I mean, I'm just, I'm catching up on Succession. Oh, I'm only, okay. I'm only through two seasons of Succession. Other than that, honestly, I've had a weird um, appetite. Like, kind of, I mean, I've always liked South Park. I've had a really like a um, a rekindling of my relationship with South Park for some reason. Like, I'm okay. really into, into South Park lately. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Nice. What about you guys? Anything? Anything? I'm I'm watching. Uh, I went back. I'm Hulu. I've been watching Elementary. Um, Lucy Lou. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? It's actually like a every episode is like a new murder or something they gotta solve. Oh, uh, really okay. So you're you're watching Law and Order. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a murder in every episode. Wow. What a, it what really is. Yeah. It's yeah. like a It's like. Yeah, you get it. I, yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying no, to get I, into the I asked you Quantum Leap. Yeah. Quantum, Quantum Leap. Oh, wow. Okay. The new one. Oh, it's a new version. Okay. Yeah, they, they redid it. They, they do that with all these shows. Yeah, they, you're right. They do. They like Murphy Brown came back. and Yeah, it is tied like to Sherlock they're, Holmes. They're, they're remaking off. White Men Can't Jump also. Oh, yeah. That. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I learned that? that once in my life. Yeah. Now I got to live it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Woody Harrelson will be the the old Yoda in the movie, and they'll be yeah. Like, it. It's got to be a guest appearance, right? Yeah, yeah, he'll be know. in it some way, and there'll be some new young white guy. <laughs> if they yeah. if they don't get uh, him in the him in the show, I think it would be a drop. You got to get a little cameo. Oh yeah, you don't make that to. movie. You don't. It'd be like making uh, what was the Eddie Murphy um, coming remake? to America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be like. Having like one of them not being like our studio yeah. halls not in. like you can't make it right without right. all of that. It was like Dumb and Dumber when they made remade Dumb and Dumber with two other Jamokes and it was awful. So oh yeah, yeah. you can't change the cast. That's no. like my kids watching. We, they're they're watching uh, Family Matters on Hulu. Oh like, well, yeah. They've watched the whole season. Then all of a sudden, the mom changes. Oh my yeah. Son's like. What happened to the mom? Hi, I see. I caught that. I caught that. <laughs> Fresh you, Prince. Yeah, Fresh Prince. They're watching that now because yeah, they yeah. finished Family Matter. There's nothing on TV for kids. It's like all oh, sex. Don't, come on. Drugs. You guys want to know what I'm watching? I have a oh, two-year-old yeah. daughter. Coco Loco. Oh. Coco Melon. Oh. Coco Melon. Yes. Yes. Oh, is that the new thing now? Because I'm not up uh, to date on my two-year-old no. television. Yeah, you're not. Uh, Mark, you're not missing Uncle anything. Got to step it's fucking up. Terrible. That does, sound, that does sound awful. That just <laughs> like I have a I have a minor headache just hearing that. Name. Yeah. Like yeah. And I, and I've never even seen it. Like just yeah. a small headache coming on. Yeah, we just switched over to YouTube TV, and they they have the unlimited DVR, and I she's testing those she's limits of the strong. unlimited DVR because it's got like. Eight thousand episodes of Coco Melon. It, oh uh, God, that's good. You just press it, Coco. Yeah. Boom. Snowfall is a great show on Hulu, which is actually an FX show. If you haven't watched that, 
that is a great okay okay movie. fx um yeah there's some new western coming out on fx now too or is something that like or that. the are they bringing back what's his name oh yeah man. What's, the old dude the, the guy with the voice right oh i love that dude if we're talking about the same dude i think we are older gentleman with a mustache yeah he was in uh the ranch with yeah yes yes and he's oh, a yeah. Yeah, yeah i like that you guys are talking about an old dude with a mustache and you're trying to narrow it down with with a western <laughs> you wear a cowboy no. hat we know <laughs> yeah this, this is not this is not the part you guys are gonna you want got a to horse him, but yeah. <laughs> the guy with the voice yeah yeah, yeah. this is the dude that talks on screen right and, and and like, it, last guy yeah I think Sam he's like, he's like Sam um, Elliott. He's like yeah. 75 too. So like yeah. anybody under 50 has no idea who we're talking about. Right Ooh, now. Sam Elliott should like do reading books and shit. I mean, Oh yeah. Like, no, he's great. great. Oh, oh, he's the, best. the coach of Wisconsin on draft day. Remember? He was, the, he was the head coach. He was of Sam Elliott was the head coach of Wisconsin on draft. I day. don't remember that. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Okay, I that makes sense. You don't remember him talking. You don't remember Kevin Costner calling him. Hmm. Who was the I quarterback's don't. name? Bo Callahan. Bo Callahan. Yeah, that's Bo Callahan. Growing. Yeah. <laughs> justified is coming back. Yes, justified. Oh, I don't Another know. What's okay? I gotta check that gotta, one out. That's also FX on Hulu. You can catch up all the seasons there. Justify was really good. Really, I didn't know that Sam Elliott was on draft day. Look at that. Hey, he's the yeah. head coach of Wisconsin. He calls right. him, talks to him about the birthday party. That oh, he was the kid's to... college coach. Yeah, of Wisconsin. There yeah, he right is. There. He's picking yeah. up the phone. Oh, yeah. There he is. Hey, is Jack Sanborn over there? Well, draft him. <laughs> fucking hands are too small. We need Jack Sanborn. What are the size of Sanborn's hands? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sanborn's this, neck. Don't tell I me he's got those little Danny Craig fans. I ever yeah. those hands again. <laughs> <laughs> tell you something about Danny Craig and his little hands. <laughs> 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 I handed him a glass of water and he couldn't even hold on to that. <laughs> Grody is in form tonight. Oh, it. man. Boys, it's been uh, a pleasure. Love you, man. Yeah. Love Thank you, man. you so much. Awesome. This Let's is off season. This is all, by the way, this is off season Grody you're getting. So oh, congratulations. Yeah. Yep. I thought it was two gummies, Grody. Two gummies. <laughs> then you'd lose. Then you'd lose Grody. Two gummies. Two, two gummies. Grody would be uh, would be funny. But you'd be laying probably, on the couch. We'd be interviewing the cat. Yeah, exactly. Sleepers. Would not be there. So, did you two, name your cat Larry Mayer? That's the next question. Man, I didn't. I didn't realize this show was run on Larry Mayer. We gotta get that. Larry. Will Larry come on? Uh, has Larry never come? I figured he's he was like a. Come. Have you, you asked ask him? him? Have you asked him? No, he no. He left the bad taste. <laughs> he's, ghost, he's ghosted us. He's ghost. My one interaction. I know everybody's heard the story here, but I know you haven't, Mark. I Jay this Cutler's first preseason game as a Chicago Bear was in Buffalo, and I went to that game and I walked down just about down onto the field. I was sitting there, and the players were warming up, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes Larry Bear, and nobody in the fucking stadium knew who the fuck Larry Bear was, except for me, and I'm like, Larry! <laughs> he comes fucking Forrest Gump sprint over, like, 
Holy wow. shit, somebody knows me. And he's like, yeah. you want an autograph? And I'm like, nope, I'm good. And he turned, <laughs> he, he turned around. Wait, you offered him an autograph? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he offered asked me him. if I wanted it. Oh, yeah, he, he said, oh. do you want an autograph? Because I oh. yelled his name and I said, oh. no, oh, I'm no. good. Oh, <laughs> oh. He gave him the cold no. That's yeah. awful, man. You I was just doing soul. it because I recognized Larry Merritt. I'm like, Larry. Oh. He, he gumped it over to me. He's you like, you want an autograph? Oh man, yeah. next time take the autograph and then it'll come yeah. on your show. I mean, I yeah, have. he's had a problem with me ever since then. I was like, <laughs> we sat on the bus. I was yeah. sitting behind Larry. Wow. On the bus. Well, I can imagine. I, hey, maybe we that, can that's, re- that's, that's build a relationship. Rough. I think can you we... guys need to do some rebuilding. I think you need to take that yeah. autograph because I'd be a little ticked I will off take too. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. As long as it. he's wearing his eye black yeah. when he does it. <laughs> oh, you need the man. one with the eye black. Uh, I'm starting the Leave Larry Alone campaign. Yes, yeah, leave yeah. him alone. Leave Larry alone. Hey, I, I think when we joke about him, he should understand it's all in good luck. I know. Right. Well, you get him on, and then you guys could, hey, just like with me, right? Exactly. Uh, you guys were after me. We became besties. And I think the same thing can happen with, uh, with Larry. And yeah, maybe like, you got, and hey, Maybe you guys can even have lunch with them. And that would be amazing. Good night, everybody. (laughs) That's next level right there. I'll be here all week, folks. Good night, everybody. Uh, (laughs) All right, Mark. All right, guys. See you, Mark. Mark Grody. The man. The myth. That was awesome. Holy Grody. Grody brought it tonight. Had jokes. Had Had a lot of jokes. I I love Mark, seriously. You know, you have to love the consistency. I think every single time we've had Mark on TTNL, he's had audio or video <laughs> issues. <laughs> he is consistently audio lacking. <laughs> Something oh, goes man. wrong with Grody and our boy, Brett Maley. Oh, yeah. They, Brett. They we got to have Brett on. It's been, we haven't I had him on for Brett. a while. Yeah. I love Brett. Well, anyway, what an amazing show. A fun time. I'm losing my voice. As you could tell, I had a bunch of coughing episodes. I'm fucking crushed. Can't hear you. (laughs) 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 Eddie thinks it's funny. He does. I love Cherie's mom. I love Cherie's mom. Happy Mother's Day. Did you have a yeah. great Mother's Day with your mom, Cherie? Did you talk to her? Several times during the day, yes. But nice. I sent her flowers and gave her money because my cousin took all of them out to dinner. Oh, nice. Nice. Where did they go? Uh, I think McCormick and Schmidt. Okay, great. Nice. I don't know what that is, but seafood restaurant. I thought it was going to be Red Lobster. No. And I have a Mother's Day Red Lobster story. It's <laughs> Does everybody here like seafood? I like shellfish. I don't like fish. Like, oh, we're going to have What's fish. Wrong with you? I don't like you it. You don't like salmon? Grilled uh, black. I can black deal with salmon. salmon because it doesn't taste so fishy. Too fishy, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But I can eat every kind of seafood. Like oh, me too. I could eat seafood every day. Except fish, plain fish. I could eat 
shellfish, clams, scallops, shrimp, lobster. I love all talking that. About like tilapia and like that. Ah, fish. tilapia! I fucking hate. Yeah, yeah. I don't like tilapia. No. Yeah, oh you. my I'm, god! I'm with you. I have a tilapia story that I'll have to share another time. The same as the Red Lobster story? (laughs) The Red Lobster story is we went to Red Lobster for Mother's Day. We ended up sitting, wait, for four hours. We had a reservation for Mother's Day. We wait four hours. For a seat? Yeah, to be seated. Fuck that. Is that like the only restaurant? Holy shit. Oh, my God, dude. You know my dad. Like, he was going crazy <laughs> but he was gonna sit down no matter what it was crazy crazy it was i think it was closer to three hours but gonna tell was... you shit in your hat and get the bell off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> probably hungry you could have you went and caught your own fish and cooked it up in fucking three exactly hours. Yeah. exactly <laughs> my uncle was a fisherman by the way he's a professor he would catch fish every day and sell it to the restaurants in New York, like literally pull up and sell the fish there. Anyway, I'm looking for this. Shout out to Never Lies. Shout out. I know you hear me, baby. Shout out. I know you see me, baby. Shout out. We gotta holla at you. Keep it 100 cool. We gotta show love to you. Shout out. I know you hear me, baby. Shout out. I know you see me, baby. Shout out. We gotta holla at you. Keep it 100 cool. We gotta show love to From the fan- fans in the stands to the followers on the gram. Thanks for your support. Showing love in the DM. There you go. Cool Kennedy. Shout you out, Cool Kennedy. Miss you, bro. I know Cool Kennedy's doing that real estate thing. Looking for the house. The market's crazy. It's the off season here at TTNL. And we never stop, right, Claudio? We continue every week to break down the Chicago Bear, the charter franchise love them or hate them you are married i mean to i, I want to see him on hard knocks right i mean i don't know how you have to be some kind of dick to change and wear like a raiders shirt oh, yeah. or something and change allegiance you gotta be like the biggest giant pussy that's what you are you're you always stay loyal to your team i'm sorry i see some I'm a Dolphins fan now. Yeah, no. How does that happen? I just, I, I have no support or love for anybody. I remember when Riley got well, old you know, enough, he was like, you should just let him pick his own team. And I'm like, that's not fucking happening. No. Exactly. But there's, Phil, there's not an AFC team you kind of root for. I mean, obviously, if they play the I, Bears, I, I've always you don't root for them. kind of like, rooted for the Cleveland Browns because my uncle was the head coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also kind of root for the Jets because my uncle, my other uncle coached the Jets. But, I mean, that doesn't make my dad. If the Bears lose, it affects me. Of course. It crushes me. It, I'm not, well, at least the Jets won. 
like, I can't live like that. All of a sudden, I'm going to come jump on a band. I'm a Chiefs fan. I look at some kids. I'm like, even some of the kids I'm coaching now. I like the Chiefs. Yeah, I always go, you're kidding. Do they win something? Because <laughs> they, you know, they front run. I get. Well, I mean, Phil, how many, fine. how many Patriot fans when we were growing up? There Nobody was, like was two, Patriot fans. Two oh, yeah. Patriot Nobody fans. was Patriot fans. They had the now ugliest sudden, fucking uniform. Fucking that fucking guy and his going to snap the fucking. I always thought he was like George Washington was about to snap. Remember that logo? The yeah, old, oh, the logo. Yeah, yeah. He's got his fucking <laughs> looks like the Redcoats are coming hat on. Paul Revere was snapping. Oh, my God. People, I was I, like, this is. I hated the Patriots. Like all of Riley's little buddies, it's funny. They're all, you know, into basketball and stuff like that. And they'll come over and they're wearing their Golden State Warriors shit. And I'm like, how long you been a Warriors fan? <laughs> you know, they're like 11. I love you yeah, for that. that. Yeah. Drives, yeah. drives me nuts. I'm like, I hate that too. Steph Curry's the best in history. You just got to <laughs> recognize. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Michael Jordan was a ball hog. That's the only reason he scored. And I'm like, I got no problem breaking your fucking leg. You're 11. That's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> what's happening every day. That's yeah. like that dude I confronted on Instagram. Um, I tried to reach out to him to get him to come on the show. Where he's, Oh, my God. He's creating a narrative that Justin Fields sucks. He doesn't know. You should probably concentrate on that fucking massive boil he had on his lip. <laughs> Fantasy footballers yeah. with a AZ underscore. He's verified on Instagram. I just, I yeah, want him when to you, come on. Like, when you come have seven, on the show. When you have 17,000 followers on Instagram and like 2,300 on Twitter, that usually is a big warning sign. Really? That, that he's yeah. buying? No, come on. Buying followers. If you have that big of a social media presence, you got a social media presence everywhere. More, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen. It's He's not dumb enough to wait in line for 4 hours of fucking red lobster, but you know, there's some I mean, did your mom did your mom want to go to the red lobster? I mean, is that yes, why? It was okay. my mom. Oh, what did you okay. order That's there? The only what reason you... I can see It was like already a giant buffet like it was a special like all you can eat lobster. It was something yeah. for Mother's Day. So we waited I, there. I oh, love the biscuits Lord. too, dude. But I just, I would just, I would just go to Jewel and grab a box. They yeah, got four hours. Fuck that. They, they got it at the grocery it store. It was three. They got a box. Got oh, a box right. <laughs> We've Even waited then. two and a half hours for modern pizza. I did. Okay. I got Claudia the whole exactly. No, Claudia forgot. You want ice cream <laughs> after? Like, man, I can't wait to meet Shane. I'm like, all right, cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> in the fucking picture with you we took, man. It's all the right. Ultimate feast. Is that what it is, Scott? That's is all that fried called? shit, though, on that. That's not... Yeah, everything on that's fucking fried, right? On the ultimate feast? Man, I have no idea. Huh? Well, listen, that's, oh, that's we have... Food. Obviously, that's we have great seafood. We have great seafood here in Connecticut on the coast. Go out there, Lenny and Joe's, the chowder pot. It's one of my favorites. Um, Bill's fishtail. They have great, but my mom, 
had whatever. This was like in the late 80s. Would, so would Red Coach, Lobster was like Coach a big thing. Oh, he would get everything. I know he loves fish. Philip, this clam could play middle linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> Claudio's father always ordered this fucking spaghetti. Zupa de fish. Zupa de, oh, it's got clams, mussels. <laughs> yep. He's like, he orders it. Every you want some? Up. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> no you need a bib. You need a fucking bib for that oh, fucking man. dish. Should make cars have dinner with Eric Kramer at Red Lobster. <laughs> that would <laughs> Do they be have awesome. a Red Lobster in Chicago? Probably in a suburb. Oh, yeah. Listen, we just reminiscing. TTNL. It's more than just football. It's family, right, Logan? Even if the UK office is probably top six worst shows ever, I still like you, man. Still like you. Sheree, you have anyone to shout out for the shout outs as we wrap up? Um, nobody in particular. Just shout out to you guys. Shane behaved himself kind of today. I so did. Not pre show. Oh, but no, just shout out to you guys, what you do, what you bring to the fans. Thank you all. And as a fan, I appreciate it as well. So just shout out for all of you and what you guys bring. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I'm so excited that you're back. If you're excited that Cherie's back, smash the like button. Get those likes up. Let other people know about the best network covering the Chicago Bears on the planet. Where else are you going to get freaking two gummies grody? <laughs> I got to throw that up there in the brand, man. It's, oh, it's no, no, I, I, I got, I'm, I'm saving it. Okay, oh, save it. All right. We're going to build something off of that because that was hysterical. I already saw what I might be the show end picture. I yeah, don't that'd know. Be great. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan Vargas, yeah. do you have a shout out? Yeah, shout out to Mark Grody, man. He's, he's fun, fun to talk to, fun conversation that you guys had, man. It was fun listening to it. Uh, yeah, other than that, man, just great show. Shout out to you guys. Another great one on Wednesday night. Shout out to the fans. And, uh, yeah, just good show all around, guys. Appreciate it. The Sizzler, Shane. The, did you have one of those? The Sizzlers? The Red, the oh, red yeah. Sizzler? Yeah. Sizzler. That was like the cheap version of Red Lobster. You oh, had yeah. a tray, and you walked through the lobster. I'll yeah. have those shrimp. This lobster's those. only been here on, on the warmer for 12 hours. Do you want to zap off? <laughs> <laughs> it was under that red light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why is it so chewy? Am I supposed to be able to blow bubbles with it? <laughs> oh, my God. I have a funny story about that, too. Uh, Mother's Day, Cherie, we go to this other place. Now, it was just COVID was going on, but they were allowing people now to go to restaurants. So that year, I don't remember. So I'm going up for big stuffed shrimp, guys. And they had a, a, a slicing station of roast beef or prime rib. Prime rib. So I got my prime rib. I'm going to do my surf and turf, Ivan. So I go to the station. I get three stuffed shrimp. They look perfect. By this station is one of these metal shiny things. 
that you press the button and I'm like, oh, it's a butter thing. Like <clears throat> it looks like it's a butter thing at the movie theater that you put. There's one over here by that shrimp, one over here by this shrimp. So I go, oh yeah. I put some butter on it. I'm like, Zzz. I go back to my seat. I'm cutting this prime rib. I start cutting the stuffed shrimp. I go put it in my mouth. I swear to God. I bite down on this shrimp and I'm like, oh my, burn my whole mouth. It was fucking hand sanitizer. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. <laughs> what the fucking hand sanitizer oh. on the baked stuffed shrimp. Oh, I swear dude. to God, my mouth, I couldn't get the, t I couldn't eat anymore. That's fucking sanitize my mouth. <laughs> I, go to my, I thought it was butter. My dad's like, where's the butter? Where's the, the fact that it came out clear gave you no indication yeah, that it was yeah. butter. <laughs> it was like at an Why angle. Why is butter clear? No, it didn't. I couldn't see it. It just flew on top. It was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's my butter story on the shrimp. Anyway, Ponderosa. That's where Hofstra took all of us freshmen to the Ponderosa. Oh, yeah. Before we let's go we're gonna bring you guys all you can eat awesome coach he took us all to the ponderosa actually it was fun we had a blast that night but the food was the same thing as this <laughs> 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 you put a line of people in there you got it perfect <laughs> <laughs> Get that SpongeBob drop four hours later. Four hours later. SpongeBob. Exactly. We wow. we use we use that drop for uh, Eric Lambert. We talk about <laughs> four hours later. Eric Let's, has written his next. Story. Next up on Sports Mockery, let me tell you about the Red Lobster situation I had with my mom on Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> And I couldn't smell the hand. You couldn't Eric, smell your mom's the a cunt. Sanitizer. Write that down. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I spoke too soon, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I fucked no. your mom. Audio. Since your fucking moms. You got any shout outs? Well, I was going to say happy Mother's Day to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, oh, fuck shout out to you guys. Obviously, Sharif, great to have you back. Uh, Claudio muted himself. He did. I did. Did I? Yeah. yeah. You're going like this, and you must have hit, hit a button. Must have hit a button. But yeah, shout out to all you guys, Sharif. It's good to have you back. And uh, you know, a couple people that I saw in the chat here: David G, Grant Lacampe, and Bill Feckers. So we'll shout out to those guys. I haven't seen them in a while. So nice. There we go. Shane. Yeah, I'll keep mine short and simple. Uh, Phil, I told you about my Sunday. My Sunday was a little bit crazy, but then uh, I thought things had settled down a little bit and I popped down on Draft Mob and I got a kind of a concerning text from Hila upstairs and her dad had a stroke. So kind of dealing with that and trying to get him on the men. He's got some paralysis on the left side of his body, but they're 
hopeful that he'll be able to uh, kick that and get full movement back. And uh, just kind of, you know, heart goes out to her because it's never easy when something happens to your family. It's not like they're just down the road. You know, they're a 10-hour plane trip and a three-hour uh, car ride away. So it's it's a whole thing. And as we all know, our parents aren't getting any younger. So you never know. Something like that happens. It's it's always tough. So shout out to Ela's dad. Uh, thinking about him. Love him. Hope, hopefully he uh, does what he's supposed to do and listens to his doctors and will throw some, uh, throw some dirt on it and some duct tape and get him fixed up. There's never a script on this show. Who would have thought we would have been talking about Red Lobster, Ponderosa, the Sizzler. I've always wanted to go to a Golden Corral, uh, Bob. No. I've always wanted to see. Cherie says no. No. (laughs) It's worse than Old Country Buffet. Really? We had a hometown buffet here. Remember, Claudio? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's a chain, though. Never heard of it. It was. It was. (laughs) They closed. They closed. We've had about 85 Gold Star china buffets oh we don't oh, yeah. see many you know. china buffets anymore yeah not anymore no over yeah. here it's like covid or something happened i don't know <laughs> i don't know what's going on with yeah. the china buffet jesus i miss the chinese agree. buffet i'm just not a big fan of buffets though i just think it's disgusting so yeah yeah, I don't do. I can't do that. Okay. What about a Thomas Jones buffet, Cherie? Her eyes were straight up. Were straight up. They used to have Pizza Hut at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Remember I remember that? that? You don't? I I do remember. Oh, that, that was the all best. salad bar. You mean? Yeah. No, pizza. Really? I yes, don't remember they that. They brought them out. I remember the salad bar. The salad yeah. bar was there, and the pizzas were there. You pay one price. I know Probably. when I lived in North Carolina, they had a CC's pizza who had the buffet. Oh, yeah. CeCe's. Yeah, I remember that. CC's. I've I don't ever remember that. a pizza buffet. I remember the salad bar at Pizza Hut way back when I was a kid. but Pizza buffet. Jesus, I, I can't tell you the last time I ate at Pizza Hut. Jesus Christ. It's got to be... I always years. preferred Pizza Hut to Domino's. Those I were the two. Domino's over Pizza Hut. Oh, where are you, Ivan? Pizza Hut or Domino's? Mine's outside of Chicago. I don't it live. Okay, a, okay, okay. Be a new question. Like, I, yeah, if, if we're, I mean, outside of Chicago is like Domino's. Like I was, especially when I was in, living in Washington, I was just Domino's. Domino's? To yeah. Claudio? Domino's. If you're doing Domino's at Pizza Hut, yeah, Domino's. Damn, Shane. I was. I'm with you. Back in the day, Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut yeah, yeah. I per- still prefer Pizza Hut to Domino's. Although Tate prefers Little Caesars. I was just gonna say, what about Little Caesars? Papa John's. I've never had Papa John's. Oh, really? Never had it. John's. There's only one. It's in New Haven. Yeah, <laughs> it's in New Haven. There's a Papa John's. You got too it's much like, good pizza around here to have all that shit. It's on when you're not dodging bullets at Whaley Avenue. You can go to. Go, <laughs> did you see Portnoy went to some place in? Uh, I heard it. Uh, Little Rendezvous. Yeah, have you had it before? Steph has had it. I've not. He I'm gave gonna... it a nine point one. I heard. Oh, New- oh, oh, Meriden really? Pizza, my old hometown. 
I know. I gotta try it out. Steph said that used to be great back in the you know nineties. But anyway, <laughs> we're gonna go off the rails here. I just want to shout out all you amazing fans for the support and love that you give this network and letting other people know it. We have a lot of fun here. Try to be ready each and every Wednesday night. If you're not a patron, you're missing out. We'll be breaking down our new linebacker this weekend and getting to our defensive backs. Just pay attention to your stuff. As long as my voice comes back and I've exercised it a lot tonight. Um, Want to shout out the great Mark Grody. That was so much fun tonight. I needed that. Needed the laughs with you guys. Every Wednesday night, you come on here, and I was like so tired and not feeling that well. And then your adrenaline and the passion and the pride. So wanted to get out by 1030. It's 11. What are you going to do? Surprise, anyway, surprise. It's all right. I got to do. Still one of the quickest shows I think we've yeah, ever done. We're out of here. Yeah, no doubt. We'll see you guys next week. We have the center guard wherever he's playing for the chicago bears a new hairdo new hairdo dieter eisland will be jumping yes. on keeping it 100 talking about his new regime with the chicago bears and his chances with the bears ding ding it's that time you guys next week love you smash the like button let everybody else know where to go for the best Bears Cup. The Tape Never Lies Network. The Tape Never Lies. Tape Never Lies. Unless that dragon was fucking a goat. <laughs> That's a funny one. What was that? What the?